O'Reilly's platform is fantastic because you can search that very particular technical topic and you get 50 different ways you can look at it. I've never been disappointed. See why Amir counts on the O'Reilly Learning Platform at O'Reilly.com. So that way, Build WD-40, you're going to watch him pop up right here. You're going to see Bill WD-40 pop up, and then he's going to lube us up for tonight's show because every show you want, you, you just want to slide right in, nice and easy. And that's there he is, Bill WD-40, right there. Hi, Bill WD-40. Looking good tonight, buddy. Uh, let's see here. <clears throat> we got about uh, 30 seconds. The Super Chat is open. It's a wonderful way to support what we do on this show on a nightly basis as well. Don't forget to read the ticker. We want to see you all in Las Vegas, Nevada, May 19th through 21st at the Golden Nugget Casino for our second annual fan party. Tickets are on sale now. Go to info at spacedoutradio.com. And last thing before we go, happy 24th birthday to my beautiful daughter. Horns up. Let's rock. From the mountains of central British Columbia to you listening around the world. This, my friends, is Spaced Out Radio. I am your host, Dave Scott, sitting in the captain's chair of SOR headquarters. We welcome you to tonight's show on our terrestrial affiliates around North America, digitally on Odyssey Radio, TalkStream Live, and KPNL. All of our archives are free. Join us at youtube.com forward slash Spaced Out Radio. Do old Davey the favor, hit that subscribe button. You can follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. Our website, spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you, including rocking out to Bumblefoot, reading the newswire, check out our swag as well. Tonight's show is brought to you by Chive Charities. Help make the world 10% happier by visiting Chive Charities today. You can find them on our website. Another power show for you to listen to tonight. Yeah, Roderick Martin is back. we got a great show with him. If you haven't signed up for his YouTube channel yet, you definitely need to. It's called Why the Big Secret. Make sure you get on over there and hit subscribe on that. It's high-quality news entertainment. Roderick is one of the best in the field, in my opinion, and uh, we're glad to have him back on tonight's show. All right, we also, coming up in Hour 3, have The Swamp Dweller. It's going to give us another spooky story. Then Super Duke for World Bigfoot Radio will be here for the Cryptid Report. Yeah, it is that time. Let's just kick this thing off. Roderick Martin is the host of the YouTube channel, Why the Big Secret. Why the Big Secret is a new conspiracy-themed show that promises to uncover the hidden truth about some of the world's most mysterious phenomena, from secret societies and government secrets to the paranormal and unexplained Why the Big Secret, hosted by Roderick, will explore a wide range of topics that have long been shrouded in secrecy. And tonight we're going to do things a little bit different on this show. Normally I don't take questions for hour number two, but we're going to let our audience in our chat rooms on YouTube and on Twitter dictate what you want us to talk about. 
We talk a lot about UFOs. We talk a lot about monsters, you know, sometimes paranormal when we get a good paranormal story, especially from Merle. But this is all about you guys tonight. I'll fill in. You guys fill in. Roderick will fill in his questions, and we're just going to have a great time. Roderick Martin, it is always a pleasure to have you on this show, my friend. How are you, buddy? Spaced out, baby. I'm spaced out. And on the radio. Spaced out radio. Let's put it together. You got that right. You got that right. Man, has it been a busy year to kick off 2023, especially in the UFO world. And I realize that a lot of our people are getting sick of hearing UFO talk. But, I mean, when it's in the news and it's right there, it's our duty to report on it. And it's our duty to talk about it. You know, are you sick of the UFO chatter by now? Heck no. It's a new era, man. It's a new game. You know, they, you know, people think that, oh, we haven't this disclosure. You know, okay, they're going to change the the game is not going to change of hide and seek. They're going to change the rules. And it's up to us to adapt to the new rules. And and that's what we do. It's a never, that song I used to, my little kids used to sing, Dave, like, this is the song that never ends. You know, and, you know, come on, my friend. Some people started singing it, not knowing what it was. The same thing with this. It, this will never end, and they're going to continue to do it. This is why I've been telling my audience. I don't know if you've been telling yours. This is why I've been telling my audience recently, Rod, that there is no such thing as disclosure. No such thing at all. Because disclosure means they're going to tell us everything that has happened the last 70 years since Roswell or or just before that. They're not giving up the secrets. They're not going to tell us the origins. They're not going to talk about aliens. They're not going to talk about anything, at least for now and the next near future. This is why I've been telling our audience we are in a confirmation movement. Yes, there's a lot of conversations going on behind the scenes and at the Pentagon. You know, I found out earlier today NASA is going to be, you know, hosting a UFO uh, get-together with the the branches of the military, uh, Enigma Labs, and a couple other uh, people like Avi Loeb are going to be there, and they're going to really delve into it. But, of course, that's not for the public because we don't deserve that, Roderick. Right. We can't I'm handle it. We can't handle it. You know, to piggyback on what you're saying, and, and it's correct when it comes down to this disclosure day, because you, you, you're talking about <clears throat> 10 doors. I'm going to use that for example. And behind each door is a secret. And we think as the public, okay, disclosure, disclosure. And we may know what's behind door number one, so we can press them and they go, okay, you got it. But they're not going to admit you guys forgot about two through ten, and here it is, right? Um, and and I think that's one of those things that we we have to look at it. But on the flip side, Dave, do we really want disclosure? Do people really want disclosure? You know, for example, you know, you you at home, and you look at the neighbors because you know when the neighbors are not there because the grass is growing and the newspapers are stacking up, right? And then you go, okay, the Johnsons is out of town. And, you, okay, well, well, but when you get a knock at the door, because we want disclosure, you go, oh, by the way, the Johnsons was abducted. We just want you to know because disclosure, we want to inform you that your neighbor was abducted. Oh, that's okay. They're a little sore from the probing, but they're back. 
and we just want you to know they're still around in the neighborhood. We're looking for those aliens, you know, but disclosure is yours. You, you get what I'm saying? Are we ready for stuff like that? I don't think so. What do you think? I don't think so either. And, and I remember talking to Lou Elizondo about this last year, you know, when, when all the hype started dying down around, around COVID. And I said, I said to uh, Lou, I said, was COVID a test for you guys? Not, not the, the, the disease. We're not debating COVID here, but the way people treated each other, ratting people out for not wearing masks, stealing food out of people's hands, uh, you know, going to the grocery store, buying up all the toilet paper, you know, when there was never a toilet paper uh, shortage, you know, the mass hysteria and panic that the mainstream media caused over COVID. I mean, there was a lot of testing areas there. And Lou said to me, yes, absolutely we were. And I can see after the way people treated people through the last couple of years, I can totally see, Roderick, where somebody in the Pentagon would say, did you see these idiots out here? The way they're they're grocery shopping, the way they're stealing food out of children's hands and medicine that they don't need. You know, nobody needs, you know, it's like those idiots who were caught on Amazon selling hand sanitizer for $75 a mini bottle and people were buying yeah. them. You know, yeah. we, we saw literally some of the worst of humanity at that time. We really did. And I could see them at the Pentagon saying, you imagine how this crap is going to break down if we bring aliens out? Yeah. And, and, and it makes a lot of sense. Uh, you know, I was on an airplane uh, flying um, from Florida for New Year's Eve, and I was about to go into the laboratory, is, is what they call it, right, and, and make lab. I don't know. Use the restaurant. <clears throat> but the lady says, well, you know, you need to sit down because the pilot said we're going to come into some turbulence. And I'm like, okay, cool. You know, but could you imagine – and we know FAA is, is talked about it, you know, or yeah, you know, but could you imagine that you get off the plane because of disclosure, everyone, you get handed a brochure and say, okay, you know, that little bumpity bump up there it was because the UAP flew, flew over the plane. Yeah. It messed up a little instrument panels, but we didn't crash, but because of disclosure, you need to know every time this happened or before you board the plane and they give you a brochure. Oh yeah. Hey, by the way, the last flight, there was some encounters up there, but because you want disclosure, you want to really know what's happening up here in these guys. There was a little idea, but that, just a little scratch. Don't worry about it. The plane landed safely, and everybody on board was okay. Do we want that? Do we really want that? Do you want it? I don't want it. Why don't you want it? I don't want it. I, I it's just stuff you just don't want to know. It's almost like a personal thing, you know. Oh, I don't know. You know. I was married once. I don't want to know if you cheated. Keep it to yourself. I need some sleep. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, you, you get what I'm saying. Just keep it to yourself. That's a, Oh, really? You got it off your chest? Now you can sleep. I can't sleep. No, one of those things. Keep it to yourself up there. I, I'm okay. Well, you, you know what? Your point does make a lot of sense. It really does because, you know, I say the same thing about Bigfoot. Do we really need to know if Bigfoot is in the forest? Do we really need to know? I mean, you look at, you know, where I live in BC, man, we're surrounded by forests. My area right. is filled with loggers and miners. Mm. And 
if Bigfoot is found, I was talking to a guy in the in the Canadian government about this, and he stated that let's say, for instance, Sasquatch is found, found one hundred percent proof. That area is now cordoned off. They expand mm. the area because now they have to figure out the habitat, the way it moves. Does it hibernate? Does it does it move with the rest of the animals from lower elevations in the in the in the winter to higher elevations? They got to figure out the food sources. They need to figure out where it's bedding down. They need to figure is it drinking out of certain creeks or lakes or or whatever there is a lot of environmental issues that have to take place for a brand new creature of that size and that mm-hmm. means you got to shut down tourism dollars because you can't go hunting fishing camping in that area you got to shut off the logging areas which is going to cost uh these loggers millions of dollars because they've had that land secured for usually a few years for logging and the mining, you have to shut that down too. Plus whatever else yeah. goes on in that area, right? Like it, it's not just, oh, there it is, and, and hey, we found it. It's not like that. There is economic impact on everything that we do. I agree with you. I, I, I think, and, and it just goes to everything, you know, even the technology, you know, it's almost like I think we've said it before, you know, we don't see any UFOs stop for gas. So obviously they're using a technology that we don't have, but imagine the implications of we get that technology and there's no more fuel, you know, needed. You're talking a world calamity collapse, you know, because, you know, global oil is global. You're talking a 747 who flies off that stuff is no longer is like worth billions of dollars because it's useless, right? It flies off from fuel that free energy. Now we got free energy to make things that work. So all of this stuff is pretty and it makes me, Dave, when we, we think about that basic question, you know, how come the ATs just don't show themselves? Well, if you think they have higher intelligence, which they do, and they do understand our way of life, which they do, then why would they disturb us like a pile of ants? And all of a sudden, knowing you're talking religion, you're talking all these things, if one of them was to just pop out and say, hi, I'm Akbar, you know, they smart. What do you think when you look at the U.S. government and the way they are treating us in the UFO field or those who have a curiosity of this field about holding back information and really controlling the narrative? Well, I mean, we work for them. And let me say why we work for them. We spent the last 60, 70 years telling everybody in our our followers don't believe the big secret keepers. That's what we call them. So I don't get in trouble talking government. Right. And then the big secret keepers is just a metaphor for whoever want to put private contractors, anybody in the place that's keeping a big secret from us. But at the end of the day, uh, when you think about the government, we, we work for them in such a way that we spend all this time telling people not to trust them. Don't believe them. Don't they hiding. And all of a sudden, now they're trying to put out information. And the same public is saying, nah, they lying. There ain't nothing up there. Or it is. They're not telling. And so it's like a double-edged thing. And they, and it's like they're one step ahead of us. They, they're one step ahead of us. And we need to try to maneuver in front of this thing. And I don't know how we can do it. But the brilliancy and the big thing that they have going on in their in their world when it comes to this is the mainstream media 
hasn't hooked onto this story. The mainstream media still refuses to cover this story as a legitimate topic outside of very few people like the New York Times or Tucker Carlson on Fox News. The rest of them, and and trust me, it it drives me nuts because I've said this many a time on this show. uh, Tucker Carlson has one of those faces that you just want to hit. You know, Mm -hmm. you you just want to punch him. But... I give the guy credit for not dropping the ball on the story, even though he's never yeah. really gone in depth with some questions that he should should do. But then again, he's not a journalist. He's just a television personality. And he's a smart one. Tucker knows that this is an ice cap that can melt or crack with too much weight. He just slides across it just enough to keep his viewers interested, uh, advertisers, it's, it is, you know, he does make money with what he does. Uh, I think, you know, that he he has a way of kind of just slipping it in there. But you got to understand, you know, uh, now we get into the conspiracy talk of secret societies, the Bilderberg Group. All these people are handling the media. So it's way up there that we get the point where this stuff is controlled the narrative when it comes down to this. So we, we shouldn't be surprised of, how they want to unveil and every now and then pick a hero like Tucker or somebody say he's the hero. He's talking about it because he is one of the most vocal. So if they had a private group, he said, I'm the one I can talk about a little bit and the rest of y'all can't, I I don't know. I'm just, and and it's not a conspiracy y'all, but the whole point is the narrative is being controlled. It's always been controlled. Um, and we just puppets uh, when it comes down to their information. Um, and so even now, um, I, I just, I just, I just watch them and laugh. That's, you know, because we're not going to get what everybody's running around for. I, I think we just need to play the game, pay attention to them, day, and and just have some fun. Do you think there's a threat? We keep hearing about this threat narrative. Do you think there's an actual threat out there? my scenario not speaking a lot of analogies okay and i think i did talk to you before if not but you know i don't want to be at my house looking across the street see some little red eyes and when i arm my alarm system it waves his hand and it disarms and i'll arm it back he disarms it again okay he never come in my house he never did but should i not be worried about that should i not be worried that he has some type of technology to do something just because he hadn't done it doesn't mean he's not ready so yeah i think just like insurance everybody pay case you have a wreck you ain't doing it because you're going to have one we need to have that side of our military to be ready you know and then on the other side okay if they never do something that's okay but i really want us to be ready that's how i think about See, for me, I think it's the idea that threat narrative comes with a lot of zeros at the end of a budget. Mm. You know, we look at the cre- yeah. we look at the creation of Space Force. We look at the at the extra money that they are going to get, saying, you know, these are a threat to our to our skies and 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 you know, we need to Absolutely. we need to have some money in order to do that. Yeah, I mean, we're going to follow the money. And there's your your guy. Yep, we sat down and had a good old burger, me and the guy here. And, uh, yeah, we had a good time and had some great 
information. Um, you know, I think um, you, it's it's like the money. I mean, let me just say it. You know, as I know. And everybody's getting in on it. You know, NASA stayed so far away from this thing. It was ridiculous until somebody had a meeting and said, hey, you know, they're giving out money. And NASA go, we in, we in, we in. And so it's about the money. It's about the money. Oh, very true. Let's get to our first question of the night. This from Atlantis is found in our chat room. Uh, and he goes, hi, Roderick. It's the guy you met with about Atlantis. What more have you heard about aliens showing up this year? Um, there's always been this undertone of, you know, this false flag operation on one hand of the fence to bring nations together. There was this time that the Israeli prime minister guy, whoever was over his UFO program right before the, there was a change in our, uh, you know, presidential election said, you know, the ETs now feel that it's time for them to reveal themselves. Um, so I don't think, you know, there's always been an undercurrent that they're coming. We're going to have disclosure and that's real disclosure, by the way, that is the only disclosure is one of them park and get out. That's the one word. And it's lights out after that. Cause once one of them do that, ain't nobody interested in nothing else. The government does who cares that's disclosure. And when that happens, we will have disclosure. I don't think it's that easy. I really don't. You, know, you no. mean for them to show no. up or for the for aliens, it to be over? With? For the well, I don't think even if they did show up. I mean, look, they we know they've showed up. Look at Holloman Air Force Base, the video, oh, okay. right? right? You know, well, unabated, unabated show up. You know, where they can just freely get out and walk around to the mall. Now that kind of show up. With Samsung Galaxy Watch Five Pro, you can train harder. You can take your endurance to the next level. And you can push your performance to new peaks. With a long battery life and durable design, Watch 5 Pro keeps up with every step on your quest to beat your best. Visit Samsung.com to learn more. As compared to all watches in Galaxy Watch 4 Series. free to be comfortable in your skin with Cetaphil Moisturizing Cream. This time of year, your skin may need something more. Cetaphil Moisturizing Cream is dermatologist recommended, hydrates for 48 hours, and repairs the skin's moisture barrier in one week. It defends against dryness, irritation, and more, so you can feel comfortable to sweat, swim, travel, and live life. Cetaphil. We do skin, you do you. Right? Yeah. Now, apparently that did used to happen in Las Vegas at the Sahara. Okay. You know, going back, they'd right. land their craft at Area 51, hop on a bus and go party at the Sahara for the weekend. I'm not making this okay. up. I believe Charles Hall, legendary researcher, is the one who investigated that. But I right. know, right. I, hey, I'm just, Roderick, I'm just going to put it out there right now. We're having our Vegas party May 19th to 21st at the Golden Nugget. All aliens okay. are allowed to come. I'll well, cover the you cost. Know they, this is where I I was doing some some research and we were getting reports and I have a guy he's a, a authentic reptilian channeler he's in your neck of the woods and uh, one of the stories we talked about was the fact that you know they like to hang out in Vegas they like having you know 
sex with people and it's like this their thing you know it makes them you know it's their adrenaline um and they can blend in because they ain't, ain't enough people recognizing anything down there you, you know what i mean so doesn't surprise me and if i was an et from somewhere else and you just really want to blend in uh with everyone vegas will be the spy oh you got that right you got that right Absolutely. Let's get to another question from our audience here. This one coming from Vaughn in Edmonton, Alberta. At what point do the two of you feel we will be ready for full disclosure? We got about a minute left. I'll get to your answer first. Roderick will carry over mine. Um, I don't think we'll ever be ready, like you said, because it's just too much, um, you know, peeling back all those layers from religion to all the different cultural lens. It's just so big when it comes down to um, everything. But I think the preparation has begun on the government side is why they're literally slipping in these little stories because one reason, one reason only, we can talk about after the break, the new space economy. That's why. Yep. It's all about the gold that's out there. We need Mm -hmm. more gold. We need more everything. We need more Roderick Martin on this show because he is that good. We love you. Um, Roderick Martin is our guest tonight on Spaced Out Radio. He's from the YouTube channel. Why the Big Secret? If you want to go hit subscribe on that. When we come back, we'll get into more UFOs, aliens, all the stuff that secrets hold in the paranormal realm. That's what we do around here. Tonight's a fun show. We're going to take more audience questions early and often. Stay tuned. Spaced Out Radio. We'll be right back after this. All right, we're clear. Thank you, Deb mm-hmm. from SAC, Louie, Atlantis, and one times two for the Super Chats. Volpe Azura, nice to have you back. And uh, first time I have ever had, that I know of, somebody in our chat room from Romania. Doru Silviu, uh, hold on, I can pronounce this. Radu Canescu. Radu Canescu, or is it Raduch? No, the syllable will be on the second. Radu connects you. I think I got it right. Radu connects you. Mm. That is awesome. Right there. From Romania. First time somebody from Romania has been in our chat room. I'm excited. I love it when new people from different countries come in. Because that's why I got to put up my board here. I got this for Christmas, dude. I still haven't put it up. But it's a it's a pegboard map of the world, so I could track okay. where everybody UFOs. comes from for our for our show. Oh, I thought you would track the UFO sightings. That thing is just just painted red. Period. <laughs> no, I got to put that up. Yeah, Van Gogh, how you doing, Peter Libel? How are you? Who else do we have? Right, we have Girl from the Bay. <coughs> she, she watches our show. And so welcome, welcome, welcome. She's one of our insiders as well over at Why the Big Seat. Who's that? She's here. Girl from the Bay in, in your chat. Girl from the Bay. I didn't see her. Oh, yeah. 
See, this is how you see her. $5 super chat, girl from the Bay. Oh, Told them de- a secret. Deb from Sack. Deb from Sack. Pop it up on the screen. Look at Cable Guy jumping up. Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. Wow. Mm. Okay. Nice. Yes. Okay. Yes. I think it's the first time Malaysia has been in here. That's exciting. It's a way to make yourself known there. Thank you for the super chat, Cable Guy. Now, are you like Cable Guy Matt, where you will autograph free pieces of coaxial cable for us? Please let us know. Whoa, whoa, whoa. There we go. All the good stuff. That is awesome. Thank you so much. West Coast, nice to see you. Yep, you guys check it out. And Pixie Lara, thank you for the super chat. Appreciate you yeah. being here. We can't wait to see her in Vegas. Paranormal Pixie. If you want Much to come, Rod- to- Roderick, if you want to come, you're more than welcome. Come join us. Hey. Vegas? Yeah, May 19th to 21st huh. for our fan party. All right, might come down and check y'all out. But anyway, Paranormal Pixie, thank you so much. Nina Williams from Grand Junction, Colorado, welcome to SOR Chat. Yeah, good reminder by Jenny here. Uh, do me a favor. Uh, my eyes aren't that good when it comes to the small print. Uh, make sure you put your questions in capital letters so that way I can uh, get them to Rod and myself very quickly here. And uh, Forrest Louie, thank you for another super chat, my man. Appreciate it. You ever want to have a good guest on your show? Eugene Braxton. Okay, all right. My man Eugene here, he is like... He is like a brother to me. He's been a listener of mine for nearly eight years, and he uh, wrote a book about the near-death riddle. He is brilliant. One of the deepest thinkers I've ever had on the show. Love the man. Forrest Louie, appreciate it. Thank you for the compliment. And, uh, you know, Dave, I think you and I are in a little synchronicity. Um, it's kind of like we like sheep. You know, you done shaved down your wool. I shaved down mine yesterday, and it's, and, you know, it's like, somebody don't shave the beard. No, it's like sheep. We got to shave the wool. You, you um, know that, right? Yours is much nicer yeah. than mine, though. Yours is nice and thick. I got I got patchy sides. Pam Smith, thank you mine, for the super chat. Mine is thick because of the foundation of fat. That's the foundation. On that note, hold on, buddy, because we're coming back in like five okay. seconds. All right. Hey, 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 hey. 
Second half hour of Spaced Out Radio is now underway. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Dave Scott. Very much appreciate earning your listening ears. Reminder to all of you, if you've missed portions of this show or others, check out our free archives at youtube.com forward slash Spaced Out Radio. Do old Davey the favor. Hit that subscribe button. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read the newswire, check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. Here we go. Roderick Martin from the great YouTube channel, Why the Big Secret? We're talking about all the secrets that are being hidden. And right before the break, we were asked by Vaughn about what we need or when or how disclosure will happen. Rod, let's continue with you on this one. You know, you say that you don't ever see it happening, and or at least not for the near future, at least. I would love for you to elaborate on that. Well, like I said, I don't see it happening because it's it's just too many too many moving parts of this thing uh, from technology control of technology but what people really don't really understand is what is the missing element in all of this it's it's almost like you know i i hold a secret and everybody wants it and is roderick is going to tell or whatever and I can change all of that by simply just saying, here is the big secret. It's the extraterrestrials. They could have showed up and talked, you know, out loud. We know they're behind the scenes negotiating, right? That's the rumor. But they're just not doing it. And and and, and, and we want to say, are they here to save us? Are they here to do these things? And disclosure is they are the ones that control it. Free to be comfortable in your skin with Cetaphil Moisturizing Cream. This time of year, your skin may need something more. Cetaphil Moisturizing Cream is dermatologist recommended, hydrates for 48 hours, and repairs the skin's moisture barrier in one week. It defends against dryness, irritation, and more. So you can feel comfortable to sweat, swim, travel, and live life. Cetaphil. We do skin. You do you. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Nothing to do with our government. If they wanted to, you know, take those fast moving bogey crafts and in five of them go over here in five seconds, six, they can outmaneuver us fast enough to land so the whole world know they're here if that's what they wanted to do. And I don't think collectively that's what they want. And, And they can care less about me saying, I can't wait till you guys show up and holding my sign. They're opening up. You know, that's not happening. I don't know. I hope that's serious enough for everybody to just say, look, we just got to hang on and we got to press the issues from our end, find some answers, reveal the truth to our truth seekers ourselves. And then hopefully we can connect the dots. And then we say, Hey, we know where they are. Now we got y'all. So there we go. It's just that simple. See, for me, (laughs) for me, I, like I said, I'm more of a believer in confirmation than disclosure. Disclosure to me 
we need to know everything that is hidden in that Pandora's box. We need to know, yeah. like, for instance, you know, let's take something recent, and it has nothing to do with UFOs. But the B-21 that they just announced like three weeks ago, mm-hmm. okay, let's face it. If they if that aircraft is allegedly brand new, what are they hiding that isn't, you know, that we don't see? Now, I, I, I have no source on this or anything, but I will almost guarantee you that bomber's probably been flying for at least 10 years. At it's least. probably been flying longer than that. Let me look and see. Um, yeah. I mean, because remember, pe- remember, people, the F-117 stealth fighter, the Nighthawk, that was in service for about nine years before it came out publicly due to Jim Goodall's photograph of it. And that is a a big, big push there. We don't get to see the new toys. They don't allow us to see the new toys. I got these books, Dave, from, uh, I forget the guy's name. Jim Goodall. That's Jim yeah. Goodall. And, yeah, and all of these are full colors of things. And, you know, it's like I'm seeing stuff in these things like, where in the heck did that come from? And it's been around. So what we might see with our eyes are probably 50 years, uh, you know, they're already 50 years ahead. And so they don't care about us seeing something that is flying around right now. Like you said, it's the stuff that's already uh, put up in another room somewhere that's that's flying around. And, and I think it's one of those things. Um, Roderick is more, far more than a dime into my years. Just sub it up. Okay. You're gaining some subs tonight, man. You're gaining some subs You know what? I want to share something with your audience, if you let me. Please. I'm glad you asked. I'm glad you let me. You're my man. You're my hero, Dave. You're my hero. Hey, Um, hold on a second here. You've now been on this show like three or four times. I don't recall mm -hmm. getting an invite to the Roderick show. I, I don't recall that. Because the big fish eat the little fish. You know you know how that works. You're going to tear me you're, apart. You're, you're the big fish. And when you call, like you text me. Okay, I get emails and say, okay, you want to book you here. You know, ancient aliens called and said, we want you at 11 to 1 uh, Tuesday night. And I'm like, hell no, I'm on Dave's show. What the hell y'all talking about? You, you get what I'm saying? The big fish eat the little fish. You know, they can wait. They can wait. And they're waiting. They're waiting right now. So I'm I'm here spaced out radio. So no, but I tell you what, you want to come on the show? We can do it. Uh, on Tuesday nights, I'm over at uh, Forbidden Knowledge TV. So I just finished that live stream, and that audience usually, you know, it's a pretty big channel. So I have about fifteen hundred people watching, and but we talk. But you can come over there. Because if you come over to Why the Big Secret, it's going to be a big secret for right now because I'm a little small channel and nobody's going to know Dave is there except for us. I'd still do you it. You know, inside. Still do you it. you still do it? Well, hell yeah, then. All right. Well, you coming on the show. Um, now, uh, payback is, is different. So, you know, I'm going to have you on my show during the daytime, you know, so you have to, it's probably your nighttime like it is, like 1 a.m. for me. So I know you'll be there. Go day. As long as it's on a but Thursday. I as long as it's okay. on a Thursday. You, you see that, y'all. You see the big dog dictated his date now. See, me, he tells me what day. Hey, Eddie, that's how it works. That's how it works. 
You, you hear him say, long as it's on a Thursday. Now I'm limited to Thursday. Then he's going to say, long as it's on a Thursday when the moon shines at such and such angle at this such and such time. Oh, very and, true. And, and, yeah, yeah. And only when Bigfoot comes back with my coffee, he's going to say. You know, yeah. just all the restrictions. But no, we'll have you. So um, I have been working on this thing. And uh, it's up. And yeah, and I want you to check it out. It's called Truth Seekers Community. It's like, the, you know, have you heard of Mighty Network? They have this little app. And it's it's the new, and it, it doesn't cost anybody to be a part of it, but I'm trying to rattle all our truth seekers together where they could uh, have a place to have conversations outside of, you know, where it's uncensored. And in there is that, you know, it's got all these spaces, Bigfoot, the paranormal, Anunnaki, all of these other things. Um, and yeah, so they can go to truthseekers.com, go in there, start the conversations uh, with people. Um, and then I just uh, announced Project Black. Uh, Dave, I'm sure you want to hear about that. I'm glad yeah. you asked. Yeah, go for it. And I got time for you. Project, okay, Project Black is uh, an acronym, and it stands for the Black League of Alien Contact Knowledge, but it's not a, an exclusion of anybody else from indigenous story. It's just that now that I've been doing this long enough, I found that there is a disproportionate uh, of stories in our community. And uh, there's a lot of reasons why, uh, based on religion, how people perceive it. Uh, and I was just kind of do a history check. And so when I started Project Black just now, I announced it just uh, about two or three days ago. And includes people like you, you know, and all of us, because we're in ufologists, this is history for all of us. But there is a segment of population where... There's a lot of stories. There's a lot of same abductions on the same boats, same military, but you don't hear those stories. You just do not hear them in my community because it's like taboo. And if you go back to the 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s, where there was a lot of uh, desegregation and racism, it was really high, you know, in the police stations at that time, you know, Dave, was where the reports would come into what African-American you know, you got the KKK, you got all that would have walked in there and said, oh, by the way, I got abducted and I saw UFOs. So this is why that whole history is blank because of that. And it was already te- treating white people, you know, like and you imagine that that's uh, looking like, well, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, you know, you know. And so this whole thing has made a huge gap in stories that we can find together. We can find and bring forward. Uh, and just add more to what we're gotten here with ufology and the community of consciousness and all those things. And um, so I just, I, I started that initiative and, and hoping more people just get on board to understand. And the tagline is start the conversation. That's all we got to do. Uh, so if you, you guys have friends and, and uh, whether it's uh, in other communities, I know they understand that. And, and if you got black friends and you try to talk about ETs, you know, it's just not happening. And so I got to bring those stories out, Dave, and I'm going to bring them out. Love it. Love it. Anything we can do to help you out, support that. Uh, let's do that, man. Cool, cool, cool. I appreciate it. And like I said, it's not a no, and I'm not even going to use the word, you know, I'll say it, diversity. It ain't got nothing to do with that. It's just us as a collective, we now see there's a gap of disproportionate and representation. Because most people want to go to people that they can trust and see, and there's not, there, it's not too many people out there doing what I'm doing in my community yet. So, all of that stuff is like, 
And I just want the stories for us, Dave. I want more stories for us. I have a beautiful lady for you to to meet up with. Mm. I, I met her through uh, my man uh, Roy Washington, who who uh, okay. has a, a really cool podcast called The Quest out of Mil- Milwaukee, and okay. and he's we myself and my buddy Merle were on his channel one night, and I met this lady named Sheila Kitchens, and okay. she, Sheila messaged me uh, just before Christmas. She's like, Dave. I think it's time for me to tell my story publicly, and I really want to tell it on your show. And I'm like, you pick a date. Mm. She is amazing. Well, amazing bring her on. Story, storyteller. Bring, bring her on. I, I will get her to you. I will get her to you. That is for hey, sure. Say, say hello to my boy, KG. He's from a whole other country. He's in there. Uh, he's on your show. Tonight. He's in, oh. in the, in the uh, yeah. KG is from way, I think, what, is it South Africa somewhere? Yeah. Oh, let yeah. me know so I can put that on the board. Hi, KG. Welcome to the there channel. There he is. Welcome to the channel. Appreciate you. Let us know where you're from, my friend. All right, let's get to some audience questions here. Uh, Pam would like to know, uh, Roderick, what do you believe happened to Travis Walton? <laughs> he saw a UFO. He was abducted. I mean, I believe in his story. I believe in uh, now we all, and let me say this for him and, and Pam. Now that we're getting more of these evidence, you know, I, I did a show with uh, Robert Salas, Captain Salas. You know, he was yes. the, the Minuteman in the Maelstrom Air Force Base. And the one thing he said was, Roderick, if I'm going to leave you with anything. Be free to be comfortable in your skin with Cetaphil Moisturizing Cream. This time of year, your skin may need something more. Cetaphil Moisturizing Cream is dermatologist-recommended, hydrates for 48 hours, and repairs the skin's moisture barrier in one week. It defends against dryness, irritation, and more, so you can feel comfortable to sweat, swim, travel, and live life. Cetaphil. We do skin. You do you. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Trust the witnesses. And see, we didn't do that before. So when you got Travis Walton telling his story, and these and the stories don't change, it's it's pretty authentic. Uh, and because I run that 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 thought of I believe you believe, and and what happens is, you know, but basically answer your question. Yes, there's some truth in his story because it is not uncommon what happened to him, and more and more people are coming up forward with these types of experiences. Uh, and it's only now that we got the whistleblowers act, we think we're going to get some more stuff. And I hope we do. Uh, and that's a whole nother horse of another color there day we can talk about, but, um, yes, Pam, sorry for the long answer. I'm so sorry. I just talked too much. I know they want to shut me up. No, no, they're here to see your beautiful face and your dulcet tones. Just, just do me a favor, Barry White. Just say, let's just kiss and say goodbye. Let's just kiss. And say goodbye. 
I'm going to tell you right now, that is one of my favorite songs. I don't even know the song. I just did your. your oh. Oh, yeah. I think I remember that. Uh, Barry White. Dave, that's, that's an old song. How old are you? You know what? I, I'll i be 50 this year. I'll be well, 50. Shit, I'm only and I don't remember the song. I'm sorry. We're on radio. Um, Sugar Honey Ice Tea. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. I'm 52, and I'll be 53 next month. No, March. Yeah. March 10th. I just want y'all to know. So come on. And March 10th. That okay. Day. We're going to be there. We We are going to be there. Let's Just Kiss and Say Goodbye is by, hold on, where is it here? Why can I not remember the name? Let's Just Kiss and Say Goodbye. Barry White was in the group. Yeah, but I thought the it was a lady in there. The Manhattans. Kiss that wasn't Barry White. Barry White was in the Manhattans. Was he? Yes. Okay, well, that's cool. All right. Uh, we'll go with that. Yeah. You never go that. And, and 50s is the new 50s. I just want you to know. It's true. It's true. Mm-hmm. All right. Another question yeah. coming at you, my man, from Travis. Now, Travis is a cool dude. You want to get into First Nation stuff, Travis is the guy to do this with. Okay. He goes and fights aliens on the astral realm. He goes, I feel disclosure in full can never be achieved. There are species that will never reach us, and we will never exist long enough to reach those beings far, far away. What's your thoughts on that, Roderick? Well, I mean, Travis, I'm I'm with you, and then I'm going to lean to the left, okay? But we're on the same page, though, okay? You and I, you and I. I don't think it's about species that are far away that we'll never see. I don't think disclosure is that, because all it's going to take is just one. One species, you know, one that says I'm from where planet Zeon and and then we ask him, you know, who is their God and the whole world changes after that. But so there are probably is planets in or in other solar systems and galaxies that's so far away. Yeah, I mean, so it is that never ending story when we get down to disclosure. And so I think what we have to do and, and Travis, I'll be interested in anyone, everybody in the audience. Type what is disclosure to you, and, and and let me and Dave see that because I think we have to at some point come together with a one lane for the word disclosure and what we want because I think everybody it's like Christmas everybody wants a different toy but yet we calling it a toy, right? So let's see what everybody wants, Dave. Y'all, everybody, you know, take the time, work with us, tell us what disclosure is to you. And I guarantee you we're going to see a whole bunch of different things there. I would agree with you. I would agree with you. I mean, but first, I mean, I think the exciting thing for me is to see, you know, if we live long enough to see it, I'd like to know Mm -hmm. how many different species of ET are living in our solar system alone. I mean, we hear we're walking on Mars or or underground at Mars or or on Venus, like the Venusians, like uh, the White House guy, uh, Valiant Thor. You know, we 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 hear it all. We hear it all. Planet X, you know, uh, the Orion's belt with the Anunnaki. I want to know it all, man. I want to know it all. All right, let's get to another question here as they continue to pile up. Jenny is asking, Roderick, which cryptids do you think were developed by the military? Oh, I love this question. Jenny going all out with this one. Me too, because it's like, 
it's like one of them tongue twisters. Um, I don't know. I think it's things that we haven't seen. You know, it's and here's a true story. I, I have a lady, and I, I can't tell her name, but she was working with a company, and she accidentally, and I know exactly the name of the company she told me, she accidentally opened up a file, and in that file she saw these uh, different spaces where it was a, you know, a biotech company, and they had in there different types of cryptics and, and different stuff. So, and they was part of a military stuff. So, who knows, you know, what they're congering up these days uh, when they got the recipe to do whatever they want and the money to cook them up, and we don't know about. So, there'll be some stuff we just don't know. And I couldn't answer that. So that's when you just say, I don't know. I should have said that in the beginning. I'm sorry. I should have just said, I don't know. No, I think you answered it perfectly. I, I really do. And, you know, it's tough to think. I mean, you know, there's been some weird monsters, you know, that have washed up from the sea. I mean, uh, yep. you know, what was that one on on Long Island there where it looked like a pig, but it had like an eagle's beak on it? Yeah. And, and and that like the Allen of Doctor Moreau stuff, you know what I'm saying? And so we don't know what's really happening, and we would never know uh, until once again. But that goes back to uh, Jenny, where we have, I think we got two factions in the government right now. We have one side that says, "Okay, we're not telling y'all nothing," and the other side is trying to go disclosure. But make no mistake about the game, everyone. Both sides have took an oath to defend the United States. So whenever something comes through the pipeline and they want to say this is national security, they both are going to agree to hide the same thing. Although we think we got heroes over here. So it's it's not, it's like the game is, is, is so that goes to, special objects and creatures and things that they're, they're hiding technology. Uh, so it's just, and, and so we got this whistleblowers act and we thinking, okay, we're going to hear some stuff. Um, but I think the whistleblowers act was the protection that we saw happen in Las Vegas at that uh, dreamland thing or whatever the guy where they raided his house. No, no knock warrant. That was the test right there. So I don't know. Yeah. We gotta be careful, Dave. You and I. We we got we got targets, man. We totally got targets. Totally, and we big targets. Tar- we big, easily seen targets. All you I gotta know, do, all you gotta yeah. do is offer us a taco, and we're coming, we're coming out from behind the trees, man. Hey, Dave, don't do that. We need two tacos because you know one taco is like a bone is just a bone, and two two lines says one of them gotta have it. You and I would break brotherhood over one taco. You don't want it. I want it. Tell them two tacos. That's what I would say for us. Two tacos, money. Two tacos. Four tacos, actually, because once you eat the first one, Keep you're going to want the follow up. We need four tacos. Keep it coming. We'll take four. Why not ask for eight? Why not ask for everything? Give a mouse a cookie. They're going to want a glass of milk. Let's do it. Eight tacos it is. We got two minutes before we're going to go to break here. Let's get in another question. We got Joe from Brazil. Roderick, do you believe we are close to a big encounter that will change the view on UFOs? Yes, I think we're going to have more data and information because um, 
it's just technology is changing our own, you know, technology with people having cameras in their hand and the frequency of these things is flying around anyway. So they're there. So like the government said, Oh, we track 500. Well, I'm with MUFON, you know, we get 300 a month. That's in Texas. So yeah, I think we're, we're, we're going to have something big. Uh, I can't predict to say, okay, it's, it's going to be disclosure, but we're going to get closer to seeing better footage of these objects. That's what I would say. I want to know why we haven't had anything really since the Phoenix lights, you know, you mean like something that big, something that big, you know, mm. I mean, there is just so much out there that we could be doing and, and could be seeing, and maybe we've missed it. Maybe it's been covered up. Maybe it just hasn't happened in North America, but it seems like we're due for another mass sighting. Well, I mean, I think we could if technology is different. I mean, it's like, you know, and I know Richard Dolan corrected me on this, but I was like, you know what? We, we used to see flying saucers back in the fifties and, and now we got orbs and all that, but it's no different than us having a 1957 Chevy. We ain't driving those no more. We got new Escalades, right? Or whatever technology has changed. And maybe they're using different technology. Maybe they now have advanced cloaking, you know? Um, so we may, they're there. We just can't see them. Uh, and then, you know, we always go into the vibration of things. And so it's just so much uh, have changed since the first of them. And then Phoenix Lights, you know, that was just all good. Be free to be comfortable in your skin with Cetaphil Moisturizing Cream. This time of year, your skin may need something more. Cetaphil Moisturizing Cream is dermatologist recommended, hydrates for 48 hours, and repairs the skin's moisture barrier in one week. It defends against dryness, irritation, and more, so you can feel comfortable to sweat, swim, travel, and live life. Cetaphil, we do skin, you do you. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Roderick Martin from the Ever Electric Why the Big Secret on YouTube. You want to hit subscribe to that channel. we got to help him get to 10,000 subscribers here quick. Spaced Out Radio will continue with audience questions and topics of all the secrets surrounding the paranormal. We'll be right back right after this. All right, we are clear. Uh, All right. let's see here. Uh, do you want to stay in the chat room? I'm going to take a quick break here. Do you want to take a quick break? Be back in a couple minutes. Uh, I don't have any candy bars. I don't have Twix. Is Twix or was it the other? What's the one with the break? Remember the commercial? Take a quick break. Kit Kat bar. Kit Kat bar. Kit no, Kat. I don't have it. I'm good. No, I will take a break. I'll go get something All real right. quick. I'll be right back. I'm going to put you in the green room. I'll be uh, right back too, people. We'll be right back.
I am back. Let's bring Rod back. How you doing, buddy? All right. All right. I'm here. I'm good. <clears throat> Let's see here. Scrub-a-dub-dub, how you doing? Haven't seen you in a while. Good to have you back. And Bobby Chizzy, how you doing? And... Uh, uh, let me see if I'm missing any more questions. Don't think that I am. All right, back to the bottom. All right. We got just over a minute here, bud. Just over a minute. Okay. <clears throat> All right, let's hide that one. Make sure you put your uh, questions in capital letters so I can get them to Rod and myself. It's all about you guys tonight. Let's just make it happen. Make it happen. Yep, I'm with you. Thank you, Christine. By the way, Christine, uh, uh, I, I think you're in the San Francisco area. I will be in San Francisco March 17th through 19th for UFO Con. Yeah, so you might want to check that out, anybody in the Bay Area. Mark Ellens, how you doing? Jim Morris, good to see you. Thank you to our super chatters. Juan and Juan makes two. Atlantis, Louie, Deb, Cable Guy, Lara, Louie again. Pam and Steve, thank you so much for the love. And don't forget Vegas. Check the ticker below. We want to see you all there. Here we go with hour two. You're listening to Spaced Out Radio with Dave Scott. Follow Dave on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio and on Facebook Spaced Out Radio Show. Hour number two of Spaced Out Radio is now underway. My name is Dave Scott. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. We very much appreciate earning your listening ears wherever you are on this beautiful planet we call Earth. Hello to everyone listening in on our terrestrial affiliates around North America, digitally on Odyssey Radio, TalkStream Live, and KPNL. All of our archives are free. Join us at youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Do old Davey the favor, hit that subscribe button. The Desert Clam has hit the password for tonight in the SOR Space Travelers Club. Galericulate. Galericulate is your password. Use it wisely, Space Travelers, as the Clam sets the password each and every night right here on Spaced Out Radio. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out Bumblefoot, read the newswire, check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio. Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. Here we go. Roderick, our man, Roderick Martin, is back. And he has a great YouTube channel. 
Why the Big Secret is what it's called. We encourage all of you to go hit subscribe on that channel because he talks about the very things we do here on Spaced Out Radio, and he gets more in-depth with the secrets that we all want to know. Roderick, welcome back, my man. I'm glad to be here. Uh, well, I didn't go anywhere, though, Dave. So welcome back. I didn't go well, I, I just appreciate you hanging on out, you know. I really do. Yeah. I don't yeah. You know, I, I wouldn't say I don't have another place to go is the only reason I'm here because I, I don't have nowhere else to go, but I'm here because I'm here with you, man. We here because we're here for the audience and everyone else you got to that talk right. UFO stuff. So keep it coming. Let's go. All right. Let's get right to an audience question. Let's go to Rags to Itches. What about those huge black triangle ships? Whose are they? And by the way, did you see that latest video? that played uh, from the, allegedly it was taken from the International Space Station where they actually show three black triangles flying across the cloud cover facing Earth. It's an amazing video. I haven't seen it. Where can I find it? I'm going to bring it up here. Let me, I have it here somewhere. Let me, let me grab it and uh, we'll put it on for fair use on this, uh, on this. We'll put it up for fair use. So hopefully we don't get copyright stricken on it. But uh, this video, it's it's from a another YouTube channel, and I'm gonna I'm gonna credit them from UFO News, okay? From UFO okay. News. And let me just bring it up. So for our radio audience, what we're doing here is we're bringing up a a video from a YouTube channel called UFO News that brought up this real interesting footage of. A, these triangles taken from the International Space Station. And so the space station's looking down on Earth, and then you see these three black triangles just go racing by, racing by. Wow. Now, whether this is real, the footage was brought to you by UFO sightings footage, and we so we are crediting under fair use here. These three black triangles just go absolutely racing. Be free to be comfortable in your skin with Cetaphil Moisturizing Cream. This time of year, your skin may need something more. Cetaphil Moisturizing Cream is dermatologist recommended, hydrates for 48 hours, and repairs the skin's moisture barrier in one week. It defends against dryness, irritation, and more, so you can feel comfortable to sweat, swim, travel, and live life. Cetaphil, we do skin, you do you. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. By racing, they look like shark teeth. To be blunt, now can we pull that ourselves somewhere? Pardon me. Can we find them? I mean, it's public, right? It is public. Yeah. I'll, yeah, so I'll put the link. I'll put the link in our chat here for you in our private chat on Streamyard. Almost look like, almost look like Top Gun. You know that yeah. ship that. Uh, I'll, play it, I'll play it one more time. I mean, these things are f- going fast. Like, they, the original footage, these things are blurry. 
Okay, and it's not until you're slowed down that you see the three. I mean, this mm. is just incredible, incredible footage. Once again, using it under fair use practices here on Spaced Out Radio. But what's your thoughts on this video? Well, I mean, again, I mean, from NASA viewpoint, uh, something that high. So we, you know, we, we want to look at, okay, how high up was this? Because, you know, if it was space, what we looking at and how close it looks to be, uh, you know, I can't say that close, but it looks like it's above atmosphere. If that's the case, then we're talking something totally different, you know, spacecraft. Um, but regardless, it's triangle shape. We don't see any wings and tails. Uh, so therefore, it's it's some tech that we need to to really figure it out. So I'm intrigued. That's why I was like, oh, where, where, where are you finding it? Because if it's public knowledge, uh, then we should be able to see that footage too, and then begin to do our own observation as well. I have a buddy of mine. Well, more than an acquaintance, I shouldn't call him a buddy. Oh, I was going to say if he's a buddy of yours, he's a buddy of mine. Well, now, well I don't have he used he used to work at Area 51. Well, dude, he's a buddy of all of ours, Dave. Yes, come on. Yes. Make him a buddy. Make him a buddy. All I'm saying, all, all I'm saying is, Roderick, come to Vegas to our fan party. You can give him two of my tacos. Okay. I'm gonna take one for the team. I'll I'll tell you what. He's a pretty big guy. We're just gonna extend the order to twelve tacos now. Then that's my name. All right. You know, but, no, so I'm, I'm not I'm not stealing your tacos back. But you know what? He believes that you know, and he can't. He has to be careful with what he says because of uh, of his NDAs. Okay, but he believes mm-hmm. that okay. these black triangles are ours. He believes they're ours. I, I probably can concur with that. Um, that's why I asked right there. If depending on the the height of where they was flying, then we can assume if it was just above the clouds. But yet that was zoomed in, then yeah, that's going to be some human tech, and they're zipping their way through. So that's fine. We got that, um, you know. But if it was up in space, then moving like that, and you know, I would think it's something else. So yeah, we just got to determine where this is happening. So the question is, where do they park them? You know, the question what I'm is why is it a secret? That's the question. Why the big secret? Well, that goes with any of the tech. I mean, if you go back to to Ben Rich, former head of Lockheed mm-hmm. Skunk Works, where he said, we have the technology to bring E.T. home again and that we're 50 to 80 years ahead, that puts mm-hmm. everything, everything in the air as obsolete. 747s, uh, obsolete. 787s, obsolete. Anything by Boeing right now, obsolete. Anything by Airbus, obsolete. Puts it all obsolete. You know, I mean, you look at those aircraft, they're definitely flying at a hypersonic speed. They're not flying at at a U-2 type speed of like 500, you know, miles an hour, nautical miles an hour. Those things were cruising. True that. I agree with you. Yeah, I agree with you wholeheartedly. And that's why I said we, now we got the technology. Because, you know, again, when you looked at, um, the Maverick thing, you know, that whatever that plane that they was testing was moving. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and so. Well, that's the that, alleged. That's the Dark Star is the alleged Aurora. Okay. So imagine now we've seen it in a movie. Imagine what they have above that now that's moving around. So 
Yeah, it's it's. I don't know. I mean, I can't wait till the iPhone twenty two comes out. They probably already got it ready. Right. So who knows? Right. All right. Let's go to another question here from our audience. Let's go to Nina, who is asking. First time in our chat room. Thank you, Nina. What about the James Webb Telescope? It could see a lot of things. I would love to see them focus the James Webb Telescope on some of the planets around here to see if there is life. I really would. Nina, that telescope is like your car. It's going to go in the direction you want to drive it. And so wherever they want it to go is only what we're going to see. That's it. That's it? That's That's it. it. We We can't have silence on radio. Travis is wondering, uh, Roderick, what's your thoughts on alien underwater bases? I don't have any thoughts on underwater bases, but underwater civilization, maybe, is what you want to say. I believe that there's some civilizations there. I believe that we know that Earth is 73% water. We know that mankind has possibly maybe explored 3 to 4% of that. We know that our technology doesn't allow us to get to the total depths in some of those areas in a more fluent way. We might have something we can drop down there and maybe open up. Um, We know that UFOs are transmedium. They're coming from space, air to water. We have nothing to do that. So it's a perfect place for them to uh, be able to set up camp for observation and all of those things. So I go more than just a base. I'm looking at civilization that's there, that's probably been there for quite some time, and it's perfect. So my question is always being, Travis, why are we spending so much time getting off the planet when we can spend enough money and get down there and see what's there? And we should be able to do that. For some reason, we want. We don't. And that's the question we need to be asking. Why don't we go down there to answer that question and we going up this way? That's what we need to do. I think that's a solid answer. And and you know what? Talking to my Area 51 guy again, mm-hmm. I, I could tell you this. He believes that we have to focus a search for UFOs underwater. Mm-hmm. He yeah. really believes I, that. I, it, it makes so much sense that they know it. Right. And we we're spending so much money trying to get off the planet. Now, I, you know, listened to Elon Musk and some of the things that he was saying. He had a great video recently, an interview with these kids. And and he man, he went in hard and answered some questions, except for trying to say, yeah, you know, E.T. exists. But, yeah, we got the money and technology or not the technology, but we, we got to drive that we can go down and see what's there. And like I said, we the narrative is we know what is there. We, we don't know how many or how, but the question is why? And make no mistake about it, no matter what the what and the how is, nothing is more important as the why. Why don't we go down there? And, that, and nobody's never asked the government that. And nobody said, let's put a bill together and we're going to spend money to build something to go there. We're going this way. And that's deliberate, by the way, I'm sure, because they know what's there. They know we'll hit pay dirt. It ain't no exploration or, you know, exploration. We're going on expedition to Mars and set up. When we go down to the ocean, we're going down there to knock on the door. They don't want to do that. 
That's my opinion only. That's a good opinion. Very, very strong opinion. Roderick Martin is our guest tonight. All right, let's continue on here. And we got another question from Red Panda Koala, our good friend here, who's been a guest on this show. Roderick, what's your predictions for 2023? I predict that I'm going to lose 100 pounds, and I'm going to be a lot smaller when Dave brings me back. And he's going to say, Rod, you know, come on back. Wow, man, look at you. You're getting smaller. Oh, you mean UFO prediction? I'm sorry. Um, I'm just off. I was just thinking about the new me for 2023. You know, I think we, we, we're in for, I love, let me start here. uh, Red Panda Cola. I I love this game. I love it. Uh, And you hear me call it a game. I'm having a lot of fun. The, the chess pieces. um, And to give you a prediction uh, and saying, okay, we're going to have this, this, and this. I don't think any of us could do that because we didn't even think we would be this far even in conversation today. But as you can see, they're still strong enough, the big secret keepers, to uh, deliver a report to the public and say, here, this is all we got. We know there's more there, but nobody's complaining. It should be, how come we ain't down there riding that stuff? You know, we all marching and going, UFO taxes, UFO taxes, because that's it. That's the hashtag. We need to do that. And, and and you get other people in your family who don't believe and say, hey, well, did you pay your taxes? Yeah, well, you in on the game, too. They're taking your money. They're like, what? You know, and so we the prediction would be if we come together and force a narrative, then there's no more prediction. It's about absolute we can get what we want if we come together as one and ain't nobody, we, we just can't do that. That's why I said before, and not many participated day, write what y'all thought what disclosure meant to you. And I guarantee you we're all off. They know they got us scattered out, but if we come together and say disclosure is just give them up, give the ET up. We want to see them. We want to free them. Then I guarantee you what the game changes. What do you think? I think you're right. I think the game totally changes, you know, but I mean, we need some honesty and integrity. We need politicians to be having our backs instead of their backs in covering this subject. I like how everybody talks about, we need to know what's going on. Well, the public is part of the word. We, the, the government that is elected is elected by the, we, and, 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 yeah, and we got to go. You know, we deserve a right to know, you know, absolutely national security be damned military industrial complex be damned. Absolutely. And, you know, um, and Dave, like I said before, you know, I got your back. You can march down to area 51 and you make them open up the door. And if, if, you know, if you just can and something happened, I got your back. I'll come back and tell little Dave, big Dave fault, you know, he fought a good fight, you know, and and the fact is, if you said me and you said we're going to go down there, how many of our followers will go with us to Area 51 on a mission like that, a mission that we may not return, but we're going all in to get the truth. We're going in stealth, though. We're going in stealth. Okay. Camouflage all the way. Yeah. Camouflage all the way. Yeah. Y'all, y'all super chat, super chat, because, you know, you know, if you find him value in what we talked about, hook Dave up and so that he can get four to 12, 16 tacos. Cause now it's getting pricey. Yeah. We need at least yeah. 16. Yeah. We need at least 16 yeah. answers. 
At least and the cost of tacos is going up. So yeah. Well, we'll yeah. you know what? We'll just before we do this, because knowing that we're on a probably a one way mission, we'll just rob a Taco Bell. We'll just rob a Taco Bell. Why don't we just take all the ingredients and we just take a Taco Bell with us? You know, in other words, we make space tacos, spaced out radio, spaced out tacos. Very I mean, that's nice. a whole new brand. Well, have, that's a whole new business model. We'll have a cookout right at the gates. And we'll even, you know what, we'll even uh, put some extra seasoning in for the camo dudes. And, and you get a taco name after you, Taco Day, Taco yeah. Rodery. Yeah. We both, you know, we we have a branded taco. And I, I don't know. I think mine have more meat than yours in it. Probably. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Canadian, and it's cold at this time of year, right? I so. want to keep it right up. So. Yeah. We're talking Texas steak. Everything's big here in Texas, y'all. You know, this is the jumbo state. This is where those UFOs come out to play. Let's go to Super Crazy Movie Geek. What's the point of having the technology if it's not going to be put to use outside of test runs? Well, it is put to use. We just don't see it. Um, And test runs has to happen, especially if it's a spacecraft type thing. Um, So, and tech is what keeps our countries out of wars, a lot of them, because it's, it's the technology. And that's why the militaries and everybody fight so hard. Whoever gets the tech will win the game. Okay. Uh, you better believe that. And so this is why I don't believe it's China. It doesn't believe all this, you know, and not saying that, you know, but any country can put a weapon on something that can go from over here to over there in 2.3 seconds. We'll win the game. You better believe that. Hmm. All right. My my thoughts on that are in agreement with yours. I'm going to I'm going to solve you on that or side with you on that. You know, they want it for themselves. I'll tell you uh, some of our audience knows this cuz I've mentioned this, but Rod, I will tell you this. One of the things I learned from my Area 51 guy is this. Apparently once a month they scramble fi- these secret craft out of Area 51. And they go on bombing runs over top mm. of Las Vegas and Los Angeles to test the radar systems to see if their technology will be caught by the current radar. And to this day, they haven't been noticed. So you could be walking down Las Vegas Boulevard, you know, proudly, uh, you know, drinking one of those giant margaritas that come in the three foot plastic. Uh, cups and not even know that there is a military plane coming down, a secret military plane coming down on you doing a false bombing run, waiting for Nellis air force range to pick it on up. Mm. That's scary. Well, I mean, yeah. And, but even if they would pick it up, would they tell, you know what I mean? Would they tell? So if our own government picked up our own stuff, now we riding past China, Russia, and we testing it. That's a whole different ball of wax. But riding over our own country, what kind of validation is that anyway? If we pick it up, it's us picking it up. So they're going to cover it up, one way or the other, right? So, well, well, I think you know. that's the point, though. I think that's the. But well, what about that in Vegas? Remember that there was something in Vegas recently. Remember? Remind me, everybody. There, uh, there was a 
uh, UFO that was over the nightclub in Vegas. I That's ended up right. Interviewing over the, Sapphire. Oh, Gentlemen's yeah, Club. Yeah, Sapphire. Yeah. And so, what a place to stop, right? <laughs> so, you know. You know what? Come to Vegas. Yeah. Our Vegas party, we may have to go investigate Sapphire. Club mm. Just to make sure that well, I, got, I got my owner's number, so or the manager who shot the video, we we did an interview with him. So when you get down there, he said come and he'll give us some VIP access. So um, all you got to do is just say you know you me, and he'll be like what, and just say yeah you you me, and we ate a few tacos and things change a little bit. But you know we'll get away with with the beer because he'd be like oh okay cool, but he he did offer free drinks and stuff. So yeah, you can have my Dibs. Excellent. Let's get to another question here. This one from Yosef. Who else would take up an oath of secrecy if you could work at Area 51? I would, he says. How about you, Roderick? <laughs> um, heck yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I would be part of the problem in a heartbeat. You know, it'd be like, Rod, you know, you know, you, you part of the team that you, you work for Area 51. Who? What area? What? Because you got to think about it. It's it's all about the allegiance to whatever you're doing. And you think about people who have husbands and wives that work for these programs, married, took an oath, but the other one don't even know what the other one does. You, you get what I'm saying? How divisive can a company come between a relationship of you and your spouse that you won't tell them? Oh yeah, by the way, honey, that check we get is from Area 51. You know, so that's the real question. You know, how much of that would you hide from your family, your friends, your children, and everybody that you now took the job and, you know, go to your grave with it just because they said so? I mean, that's the real question, Dave. You know, how much integrity we got for our, our loved ones? What, what do you think? Would you take it? Would, how about you? Would oh, you hell do yeah. It? I'm, I have stated point blank that if the Canadian government came up to me and offered me a job on the Wu desk in in lieu, mm-hmm. I had to give up this show. I'm I'm taking no. the job. I'm taking the job. I want those secrets. I'm selfish that way. I'm a jerk that way. On that note, this jerk is going to take us to break on Spaced Out Radio. My name is Dave Scott. Our guest tonight, Roderick Martin. From the ever-popular YouTube channel, Why the Big Secret. Make sure you hit subscribe there. We'll be right back with more audience questions. Right after this. Look at John Music here. Aliens like the big booties and big boobs too, yo. Not just us, LOL. Yeah, shoot. Now, LOL. Real talk. <laughs> you you got to be serious when you're throwing an LOL there on the end. Mm-hmm. That's real talk. Yeah. You can drop that one. John Music is, is a real brilliant dude. But you know the best part about him? He, and he hates it when I say this. I know he's going to roll his eyes. He has a mm. gr- This is one of these dudes who his hair and beard are always tight. Always tight. Oh. You know, I could never do that. Never do that. He's not, he's not in a world of how strange it's like we are, you know. Mm. It's, it's a different story. Yeah. He is, but he just has. I don't know whether he's getting manicured like every two days or what. He, then, he, then 
he's a government. He works for the government. He's funded. He's heavily funded. We we're this way because we're not heavily funded. But if he's we're just heavy. Clean, we're just heavy. yeah. We're heavy. If he's keeping a, a clean shave, he has the funding from one of the Black Ops projects. I guarantee you that. Oh yeah. Show us the money, brother. Show us the money. He he goes. No, I am. I'm a true believer, Roderick. <laughs> I'd see him. All right, Joe. I got to find a picture of. Him. Honestly, he's a good looking dude. He's a good looking dude. I got to see if I can find a picture of him here. Uh, where do I find one? John, you're not on Facebook, are you? Uh, I know he's on Twitter. No, that ain't him. Mm. Mm. <coughs> Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Life Cuisine is extra. Extra tasty. Extra good. Like the Life Cuisine Cauliflower Crust Pepperoni Pizza. With 18 grams of protein and 4 grams of fiber. It's extra delicious. So go on. Be extra. Life Cuisine. I jump on the taco train. All right, man. come on. We need a big taco though, jumbo taco, anti-gravity taco. Oh yeah. Now you're talking good. Just you're floating. talking good language, right? Floating there. Our just float in our mouth. You know, no, we yeah. don't have to do anything. We just sit back and just yeah. let it come. I I have to admit though, Rod. You know, mm-hmm. I have. Being in this eight years now, I have heard so many stories from, you know, mm-hmm. the, these dinky little podcasts and everything, and their host comes on. Yeah, I got followed by black uh, black vehicles, and there were black helicopters flying over my house, and and uh, my phone kept hanging up on me. You know what? I've been doing this eight years, and I'm yeah. and I'm still pissed off. I haven't got the knock on the door yet. You know what I'm saying? I agree with you. I mean, um, and not to say for our listeners, you know, we get that all the time. I'll get somebody to call and um, it's a cell tower and, and it disconnects. See, I told you they're watching me. And I'm like, are you really sure? Yeah. And and I like to ask them, what, ask them why, you know, why are they watching you? Well, they can't explain, you know, now if you tell me they're watching you because you got an alien stored in your basement, I'm down with the program, but if they watching you because you read a couple of blog sites and now you know too much, then I'm watching you. Yeah, I am. Uh, I just want it to happen just once a knock on the door. And I, and I have my speech already. Like, like <laughs> pay off my mortgage, pay off yeah, my mortgage. Yeah. We're good. We'll shut her down. No problem. Some words. You know? Yeah. I'm not saying El Avni Volador wouldn't restart a show. 
But, you know, I'm gone. Give me a job on the woo desk. You want me to stop? Give me a job on the woo desk. Woo, woo, woo. I mean, they might just do it, though, you know, just to, you know. Are you seriously, though, you'll leave all of us hanging like this? If For the right paycheck? Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, can... now, y'all, give Taco money now. We need Dave <laughs> to stay here. You know, value. And, you know, I, I was telling my audience the other day, I was like, because every now and then I, I, like, you know, share my you know, real stories. And, and I tell them, like, you know, I'm here. And I'm here as a server. You know, I'm here to serve you. And then I kind of remind them, I'm like, look, there is no body that I can fill out a job application and say I'm a UFO investigator. Who's hiring us? No one. And But yet we are responsible to be here for our audience and people. And, and we love it. I love it. But I get it. And the only reason that I would probably take a job like that is because, you know, I got a family to take care of, right? You know, you 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 know, you think about those things, but no, yeah. I mean, I'm hoping. Hold on, buddy. Here we know, go. the halfway point of Spaced Out Radio tonight. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Dave Scott. Very much appreciate earning your listening ears. want to remind you that if you miss portions of this show or others, check out our free archives by going to youtube.com forward slash Spaced Out Radio. Do old Davey the favor. Hit that subscribe button. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read the newswire, check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. Here we go, final half hour with our guest tonight, Roderick Martin from the YouTube channel, Why the Big Secret. Make sure you go hit subscribe over there and support his channel as well. Rod, we're going to continue with some audience questions here. Let's go to Brown Dwarf who is asking, Roderick, your thoughts on the latest Missing 411 documentary? Oop, there you go. Spoiler alert. But, uh, man, that 411 documentary, you're talking about the, the David Pilates with the UFO connection, if I'm making sure that's correct. And it's really amazing Um Number one, because there's two aspects in there, you know, and just to kind of throw it out there, you know, he's done so many of these documentaries and finally he's, he's come forward to say, you know what, there could be this UFO connection, but what really challenged, you know, thinking it was the F that not the F, but the um, deer stories about this zombie deer and all this stuff that's happening, mad cow disease and how they, seem to be, you know, transporting elk, these extraterrestrials, because there's something out there. We, we don't have a cure. Maybe they're trying to help us. But I there was a time traveler, okay, that we got some information from, uh, I did and some other people, who claimed that we are going to have an issue years to come with this mad cow thing. And, but yet, uh, when I watched this 411 after this, 
when they start talking about how they are preparing to try to solve this this thing that's moving under the radar right now, these and 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 I think you were saying there's places tell them don't eat the deer that you're shooting. I just thought that was amazing uh, to see that that was happening, and and I'm not even going to talk about the other stories that was in there, but I think it was one of the best. Uh, documentaries. Uh, the guy is really good, and opposed to that one in Brazil, where making contact. I think that one is is off the charts. So we got some good stuff out there. I think we do too. I like David Politis. Uh, I don't like his business savvy because uh, he is now limited who he will do interviews with. Really? Yeah. Send him email too. Okay, so no wonder he never. Responded. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'm good. I'm good friends with his uh, publicist, and he is now not doing interviews because what he does is he goes and does all the interviews, and then he goes and watches the statistics of how many people after that interview buy his book, and if it's not enough to his liking of averages, he doesn't do the show again, no matter if he likes you or not. Really, because it did not benefit what he needed to do. Yeah. Let me ask you something. Have you heard of a guy, Michael Horn? Not a fan. You're not a fan? Not a fan. Why? Uh, Because I think he's tried to exploit the Billy Meyer case a little too much. Mm -hmm. Well, it's funny you said it. I'm not a fan either. Uh, This happened to me about three, four days ago. Um, I get an email from Michael Horn's uh, research assistant. Her name is Andrea. That's her name. And I don't mind calling it now. Andrea Logue. So they sent me an email and it was like, hey, you got this guy, Dr. Shipe. He's talking about, you know, on your videos. Well, we would like to be on your show. And here's a list of things and, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. All right. Uh, when I saw it, but I, you know, I'm, you know, I get a bunch of emails and, and you want to vet things like that. You know, someone want to come on and say, this is what's happening. Well, six days later, which was two days ago, I get an email from her and I'm read it right here. And now that you said something about him, it says, hi, Roderick. This is the email from them that I just get. And you tell me what your thoughts when you hear this. Hi, Roderick. Based on your lack of response, it seems this information is probably too advanced for you and your audience. No. We withdraw the request and wish you well, Andrea. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? This is how we do it in ufology where you're going to tell me because I didn't respond to you, it ticks you off fast enough. But now you take a stab and say it's too advanced for you and your audience and I hope they're not talking about because my, my audience minorities. Come on. Are you kidding me? And I I, I want to call them out. And, 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 and I think they need to be called out for that. And, and okay, it was his assistance. But I think everything rises and falls on leadership. So I'm assuming he had to have known that. And there had to be some arrogance. But they approached me and said, hey, we want to be on your show. And because I didn't respond quick enough, I get this email. That's yesterday. horrible. That's horrible. I was floored. That's I was horrible. really floored. Yeah, that's where you mm-hmm. you you put them. We have a band list here. My my mm-hmm. booking team actually knows we have a band list, not a band right. like you know. Okay. 
but an actual yeah. B-A-N-N-E-D list. And yeah. I remember probably my favorite story that I'd love to tell about this. There was this certain author. I'm not going to mention his name because the guy isn't worth mentioning. And <laughs> okay. I couldn't get, he wouldn't take my phone call because, you know, I try and call or get a hold of somebody before the show to make sure they're all set up, especially if they're new. And couldn't get a hold of him until about th- 30 minutes before showtime. Okay. And he starts hammering me. Well, have you read my book? I said, no, I haven't, but I'm a journalist and I'm going to give you the best interview I can. And he goes, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I doubt that. And I went, what? He goes, no offense, but uh, you're not going to know what we're talking about if you haven't read my book. So I said, well, it's not really my job to read your book. This isn't an infomercial. I said, but I am going to give you the best interview that you've had regarding this subject. And he's, he he goes, big sigh, whatever. Let's do the wow. show. And I and I looked at him and I'm like 15 I'm about 20 minutes from showtime now. I'm like, "No, let's not do the show." Yeah. Let's not do the show. And he goes, "I just told you I would do the show." And I and I said, "Yeah, and I'm just telling you because you're and I called him a name that I have no need to ever do your show or you to ever do this show Absolutely. again." There you go. And uh long story short, 3 years later, I get an email from his publicist saying, hey, we would love to get this author on your show. We think his information would be perfect for you. And I wrote a diatribe about what a <laughs> jerk their their client was. It was yeah. like four or five paragraphs long. And I said, I have zero interest in ever dealing with him again. He questioned my integrity and my my show he insulted me and my my audience and uh, i'm not ever giving air time to a waste of oxygen like that yeah and and i'm with you man we'll put, we'll put a list together because this is the second time i had another lady i'm gonna give her a pass on her name but we was going to interview her and we sent her our show notes and said okay can i fill this out and her question was y'all must think y'all a big show like, uh, but yet they want to be guests on the shows. And it's, it's just one of those things. Yeah, we're working to be big. And if we don't act big while we small, then how do we get big? You know, and I'm not talking big, you know, and so it's all about procedure and things. And so it, it was just kind of crazy. But this one with Andrea, it really struck a chord because it was just like they know who the audience is and for you to go, this is too advanced for you and, or your audience. I, I'm not going to let this down. I'm going to oh, talk no. about them. I'm going to let people know, uh, because if this is how they're rolling and, and I hope it's just was a, a naive thing of, or, but no, it was deliberate because it was sent and, and, you know, by email. And so uh, I just think it's, you know, we, we deal with enough things out here for people, but if they're that upset because I didn't get back to them fast enough and yet they approach me to be on the show and all of a sudden your only answer is, uh, you know, this is too much for you, advanced for you, like I'm some dummy, you know, um, in my audience. And, and that's, 
now. I'm, I'm going to talk about this for you years to come. Uh, when I get a big platform, I'm going to call them out. So I just hope it gets back to them. It's coming. I just want them to know. Oh, absolutely, my friend. I did it with Dr. Stephen Greer. Yeah. He's on the ban list. Okay. All right. He hit me up. He hit me up for, for, and this true story. I still have the email. Okay. He hit me up. He wanted to know all of my numbers. He he wanted to know, he wanted to know the, the breakdown between women versus men in age categories. He Mm -hmm. wanted to know if I would pay him for the interview which I said okay. no. And then the icing on the cake was he wanted me to present to him the questions prior to the interview. Wow. And I said, okay. I said, no. I said, I've never done in, in my 15 years of journalism, 20 years of journalism, I have never provided questions for anybody nor will I start now. Therefore, you are going to be the first that I ever rescind a radio interview request to, and uh, good luck. Yeah, I get it. You have to. You have to stick up for your audience. You have to stick up for the woo, man. You have to. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. Speaking of which, let's get to some more audience questions here. We only got about 12 minutes left. Aliens and UFOs is asking, what ET species do all in the chat know of that the ETs are? What species do you think are out there in ET land? How about you, Roderick? What do you think? I got a book right here that says there's 80 species. Remember the guy, uh, what's his name? Campia? Book? Uh, Is Is that Craig Campabasso? Yes, yes. I have his book here in he got pictures of them. He says 80 of them out there. So that's a lot to be understanding who's who's benevolent and who's malevolent, right? Um, and who's upset with us and who's not. And who looks at us dinner and who looks at us as, as friends. Uh, so, I, no, I don't think any of us can answer uh, how many species except for the ones that we do talk about who seems to be out there. You know, you got your greys and, you know, of course, the reptilians and, uh, you have your, um, you know, insectatoids. You know, you get all of these ones that we can talk about, but you know, they can walk right among us and look just like us, uh, and then have perfected their hybrid program. And now we wouldn't know. You wouldn't even know if you were alien. Now, so that's how good they get. I think. Very true. Very, very true. I, you know, I mean, let's not forget them, them sexy blonde Nordics. There you go. Yeah, and 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 you would do it, won't you, Dave? Captain Kirk did. He did everybody. I'm going. That's how. That's how I learned my birds and the bees for aliens was through Captain Kirk. All I'm all I'm saying is this bucket list. <laughs> okay, there, that's all I'm saying. Bucket list. Let's go to Leafs in 1967, the last time they won the Stanley Cup. Leafs in 67 is asking, thoughts on Tom DeLong? You want me to go? You go. I don't, you know, when I first really, really, just really was looking at heroes at the time, he was one of them. I'm like, man, this dude is, he got the resources. 
he's a fan now. He done turned, you know, all in and zip. He's just disappears, you know, especially after this, you know, skinwalker, not skinwalker, but the, you know, thing to the stars or whatever, uh, whatever they did that didn't do much. So I don't know. Um, so, you know, at first, like I said, I, I was like the biggest fan. And now it's like, where are you at anyway? So I don't know. I don't even know what happened to him. I will say this. Anybody in the UFO world that buys the fact that he actually put together all of Robert Bigelow's former team members and put together yeah. uh, on his own volition the To the Stars Academy, I have a, a, a bridge in the middle of a desert that is real cheap uh-huh. for sale. Number one. Number two, he also helps push a a very negative outlook on extraterrestrials. Uh, thank you to his relationship to Peter Lavenda, longtime researcher, who thinks all aliens are, are demons. And don't forget, when uh, Tom was on uh, the Joe Rogan show, he was going out there saying that we need to get nukes in space as quickly as possible because they fear our nuclear weapons. Are you kidding me? If these mm. if these extraterrestrials have just flown 20 million light years to get here, I'm pretty sure they have the technology where a nuclear weapon would be like flicking a fly off your arm. I'm with you on that. Why not, right? And so, yeah, I'm with you. So, not a fan. No. I love his music. Okay, I I I will admit I like Blink One Eighty Two. Okay, I never heard him. Not one, not one. That's pretty good, but not a fan of him in ufology. Mark Ellens is asking Roderick, do you believe there's a galactic federation that protects Earth? I don't. I believe that there's people who believe that I know that does that so i believe they believe and so therefore i'm willing to go on a journey of thought with them that it exists um and you know i hope it does in some way if if it's going to protect mankind in the future or humankind let's how about that or the species period um but I, i you know when i talk to barbara lamb who's you know she's a good dear friend and we talk all the time she stands buy it completely that there's a galactic federation. Uh, you hear people all the time. I've been contacted by people saying they are part of the galactic federation. I, I get texts and I probably have at least four people that said they were, um, you know, unverifiable by the way. So I hope something like that does exist because it just add to the, the wow factor of what we're doing. But I personally don't, uh, having the information on it. I think a lot of people have had experiences with it where they are convinced that this is out there. I'm I'm skeptical of it. I I am someone who I want it to be there, but I don't know if it's there. I have no proof. I, I have no indication, but people that I trust and care for believe that it does exist. 
So Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All because of a fancy bike? It's not just a bike. Peloton makes treadmills too. Eh, all treadmills are the same. Our treadmills can adjust speed and incline automatically so you never break your stride. Whether you're squeezing in a power walk or training for a marathon, Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try the Peloton tread risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Do I believe? I have to take their word for it. I think the only way we're going to figure out is if uh, Putin hits the button and the nukes start spraying whether or not the aliens will take them out like they have allegedly told people for the sake of our planet. We don't know. We don't don't know. know. Let's get to Tony in the UK. Roderick, what's your strangest of high strangeness? I don't know if I can really answer that because it's just so much. Um, Probably what we was talking about earlier, um, underwater, civilization and things washing up on the shores that just unidentified, just made up. Like they just put two, three things together and said, let's see what this is. Um, But really one of the high strangeness that I'm reading this book in is the platypus, right? Y'all know what that is, right? And it's a, it's in this book. It states that the aliens gave us proof that we did not evolve from apes and we definitely didn't come from the Adam and Eve story, uh, all of that stuff that and to prove that they put the platypus here with us. You know, if you've seen it, it's got duck feet, uh, duck bill, but it's, uh, I think, you know, it's a mammal, but it lays eggs. Right. So it's like, we can make something and show you, how weirdness and strangeness could be that this thing is going to lay an egg, but the egg is a mammal. So that's, I'm still looking at that in the, in the origins of that. So that's where I'm at. Good point. Good point. I don't know Roger Rod's uh, strangeness. I don't know. Let's sneak in one more from Deb. Roderick, what was the tastiest entree you had at Billy's new year's party? Ah, listen, here, here, here's the journey. Uh, I went down there, of course, first class, everything, you know, I flew, um, and I, and I flew, you know, first class on an airplane and, uh, not because I'm just like that. It's because, you know, it's just something about being, you know, big for my age that you need the space when you get on a plane. But it didn't stop there. When I got off, his he has a driver, and he picked me up in his Rolls Royce, his two. And uh, so we go to his new house. I was at his old house when we did the first film, um, The Black Knight Satellite. So we drive up into this neighborhood, and I kind of showed in one of my videos. And it's got these huge two pyramids that go into this neighborhood. And these things are probably way up there. 
and this water cascading down on him. And I'm like, this is already it. This is it. Uh, so we go in to the house, toward the house and we pull up and I step out into the driveway and I say, I, I need to start manifesting more, you know? And I say this because it was, you know, it's, it was surreal. But when we get down to the entree, Liz is a um, chef, a pastry chef. That's what she's got her, um, you know, whatever you want to call it, pastry, whatever. And so she handmade all these pastries the night before we was, you know, I was there the night before and um, that Friday and it was just four of us at the house. And, uh, and so that was probably the most tastiest thing sitting there watching her do this and, and, uh, and pretty much uh, do those things. But, uh, you know, overall, I think it's, it's, you know, I, I I just I came back with a whole new perspective on not only what we doing, how we doing it, but at the same time, uh, what can we do uh, with you know serving humanity? It, it, it really was a surreal. So hopefully I answered. But the entrees, because they had a chef there, and this guy cooked some a lot of stuff. But it was the pastries that was my favorite. Don't blame you. Don't blame you. Good pastries. Roderick, we got about a minute to go here, and I want to say a big thank you for you coming on in here at Spaced Out Radio. Once again, my friend, it's always a pleasure to get the opportunity to chat with somebody like you and uh, your show, which is absolutely great, on YouTube called Why the Big Secret. You know, Roderick is one of the honest voices. That's why I love it when he comes on this show. And, uh, Rod, do a favor. Tell everybody where they can find your info. Oh, you can find my info um, on there's a whydabigsecret.com, which is kind of tell a little story. You see some of my baby pictures when I first saw my UFO. But mainly, just go to Roderick Martin, Why the Big Secret, or also go now to the uh, truthseekercommunity.com. It's a little app. You'll see hundreds of people in the last few days, 500 have joined, and they're all are in there talking about UFOs, extraterrestrials, Bigfoot, all of those. That's the new community that we want where people can have uncensored conversation is www.trueseekers with an S community.com. And don't forget, Dave is going to be on my show on some Thursday dictated with a small window. It's true. It is very true. My friend, much love to you, Rod coming up next. We're going to head to the swamp. Then super Duke from world. Bigfoot radio is going to join us. Space Out Radio continues right after this. Stay tuned. Love you guys. That's true seekers, right? Truth seekers. Truth? Truth. T-R-U-T-H. Seekers with an S dot com. I'm trying to bring it up here. You got to put www on it. It hadn't propagated with where you don't have to put that. Uh, com. You have to put it in the community? Mm-hmm. So it's three words. Truthseekerscommunity.com. I didn't tell everybody. I'm sorry. I didn't pronounce it right. I'm so excited. So excited. Oh, there it is. There it mm-hmm. is. I'm going to read it. Join. It just, you have to scroll down, go in. And Dave, you have to see it. We got it all set up in spaces. They can talk about uh, paranormal space. There's a 
ET and religion space. There is a space for UFOs uh, reporting. There's a space for, um, you know, cryptids. There's a space for conspiracies uh, and people are coming in and posting and it's, and it's uncensored. They can do uncensored stuff. And we're looking for new thought leaders, people who want to step up and uh, share their opinions in a, in a place and then become tomorrow's thought leaders. And so we got to give them a voice and that's where it is. And, I'm getting a lot of thank you. People love it. Uh, people are sharing some intimate stuff, their experiences there. And, um, and it's, it's our place, it's our community, all of us. And it's free. It's in pre-launch, meaning it's not all perfect, but it's nice and cozy. And then, of course, hopefully on my birthday, it'll be fully functional. Well, look at that. Oh. I, I'm going to play with this, man. This, this looks really cool. Looks really Play cool. with it and call me, and I want to share some things with you, some insight with it. Yeah. All right, my friend. Hopefully we get to see you in Vegas for our fan party. Yes. I'm going to be there, man. I'm coming. Beauty. I'm coming. Beauty. All right. Peace and love, man. We'll talk. I'm Much love, my friend. Go. You take care, okay? All right. Bye-bye. Roderick Martin from Why the Big Secret on YouTube. Why the Big Secret. I'll be back here in just a couple of seconds, guys. Bear with me.
All right. Big thank you to Roderick. Make sure you hit subscribe on his channel. <coughs> it was a vast interview for sure. Swamp Dweller coming up next. Thank you, Juan times three. Louie times three. Atlantis Deb times two. Cable Guy, Lara, Pam, Steve, Robin, Susie, Kevin. Appreciate the love. Vegas, down below on the ticker. Make sure you sign up at info at spacedoutradio.com. We want to see you there. Here we go. Would you like to connect with us? Head to spacedoutradio.com for all your latest show info. Now, back to Dave Scott and SOR. Third and final hour of Spaced Out Radio is now underway. My name is Dave Scott. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. We very much appreciate earning your listening ears. Wherever you are on this beautiful planet we call Earth, hello to everyone listening in on our terrestrial affiliates around North America, digitally on Odyssey Radio, TalkStream Live, and KPNL. All of our archives are free. Join us at youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Do old Davey the favor, hit that subscribe button. The Desert Clam has set the password for tonight in the SOR Space Travelers Club. Galericulate. Galericulate is your password. Use it wisely, Space Travelers, as the Clam sets a password each and every night right here on Spaced Out Radio. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read the newswire, check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio. Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. Here we go. It's time to head to the swamp. Here's Swamp Dweller. Hi, Spaced Out Radio listeners. This is Swamp Dweller. It's time for your nightly dose of spookiness on the show. If you have an interesting encounter or a spooky story that you would like to share, be sure to submit them in at swampdweller.net. You can also find our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash swampdwellerreads. Now, let's chill out, relax, and together, let's enter the swamp. For a while now, ever since I was a kid, I've been fascinated with Point Pleasant, West Virginia. My dad used to tell me stories of the Mothman and how it terrorized a small town back in the 60s. It's because of his stories I started doing research on other cryptids and urban legends, like skimwalkers, wendigos, the Jersey Devil, and many others. Point Pleasant was the closest town to me, so I made it a goal to drive down there for a weekend on the 53rd anniversary of the first Mothman sighting. On Friday, November 15th, I picked up my stepbrother and stepsister, and we headed down to West Virginia. They were both skeptics. They didn't care about the legend. I honestly don't know why they even wanted to go in the first place. We made it to the small town around 3 p.m. and checked into the Low Hotel. A couple of hours after going into the Mothman Museum and checking out the other small shops, my two friends, Katie and Joanna, made it down for the weekend trip as well. We all met at the Mothman restaurant where some locals knew we were from out of town and enjoyed us talking about the small town. One of them asked, You folks go check out the TNT area yet? I responded with, Not yet, but it's on our to-do list. This is when our group thought it would be a great idea to go there at nighttime and head to the area where Mothman was sighted by the two young couples, Roger and Linda Scarberry, 
and Steve and Mary Mallet. We bought lights and headlamps and headed to the area at around 8.45 p.m. We approached a gate that was blocked off so no vehicles could pass by and decided to get out of the car and walk into the wooded area. It was really dark out and all we had to guide our way was our lights. We brought in my GPS leading us to one of the bunkers. We made it to an opening in the forest where I believe the factory's building once stood before getting demolished. It was at this time my stepsister and Joanna saw a pair of eyes staring at us from the woods. Whatever it was, turned around and walked back into the forest. They assumed it was a big animal, and for our safety, we headed back to the car. As we passed the gate, I noticed it could be lifted with two people, and we decided to open it and head in with my car. As soon as we passed the open area, we found a bunker to our right, parked the car, and went inside to get some pictures. Our one friend was beginning to get a little too uncomfortable, so for her sake, I told her we will come back when it's daylight, so we could be more aware of our surroundings in the wood. We got back in the car, and I pulled back into the road. Before we could take off, Katie and I told the group we were going to close the fence since it was closed for a reason. We got out of the car, which was facing away from the fence, and the only lights we had were my brake lights on. We picked up the fence and slowly started moving it back into place. That's when I saw it. A pair of glowing eyes staring at me from the bunker we were just at. They easily stood six to seven feet off the ground, and it was just staring at us. I stopped moving and I said, Katie, do you see that? She responded with, what? And looked up and saw the eyes too. The moment we both were looking at the eyes, it became red and started coming toward us. I yelled, Katie, run! And as she screamed and ran for the car, the creature pursuing us let out this horrifying roar. Nothing I have ever heard in my life before or since. As Katie ran, she fell and hit the ground hard, and I didn't move till I knew she was safely inside. As soon as I got her in, I ran. The eyes were easily 15 feet away from me at this point, and I jumped in the car and pressed on the gas as hard as I could. The road to get out of the TNT area is a 35 mile per hour road, and I was easily doing 100 to get out of there. We were very shaken up about this event, but it honestly felt like history was repeating itself 53 years ago. Once we got back to the hotel, we gathered our thoughts and I tried to think logically on what we saw. We looked up wildlife local to the area and tried to compare the noise, but nothing matched. I'm not saying it was the Mothman, or Sheep Squatch, or Wendigo, but something about the way it stood and started coming towards us made me think otherwise. My group and I have decided to invest in tech to record our cryptid hunts next time we go. We want to return back to Point Pleasant soon to try and capture what we saw on camera. Cryptid hunting is no joke. What we felt was genuine fear, and we could have died that night. Yes, it might have been a bear. It might have been a mountain lion. But you got to be careful. You don't know what's out there, waiting in the dark for its next meal. And that's why we love the Swamp Dweller out there, putting a little spookiness into this show each and every night. Right here on Spaced Out Radio to kick off hour number three. And of course, you can always check out Swamp Dweller and thousands of stories just like that by going to his YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Swamp Dweller Reads. Well, from the swamp to the forests, it is that time of the night for Super Duke at World Bigfoot Radio and the Cryptid Report.
Bigfoot Radio is back once again. How you doing, my friend? Having fun as always, Dave. Me Just too. Here's your uh, friendly neighborhood Sasquatch ambassador. How are you doing? I am good. You know what? Somehow I got to figure out to bring the that uh, audio level down on the Super Duke. That is <laughs> that is way too loud. And you know what? It, uh, it oh, just what do you do? What do you do? Well, it's hilarious anyway. <laughs> One of these days I'll actually get to it. That's a different, whole different story right there. Whole different story. One of these days we got to have a panel discussion on Bigfoot disclosure and why that's not happening. I would love to. We should. I'll do, do it. I'll get Robin. We'll figure out who else we need to have on there that's actually been doing this for decades and has something useful to weigh in on with. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's always a good time, my friend. It is always a good time to have uh, good chats with good people such as you guys. That is 100% for sure. That's real, real serious stuff right there, Super Duke. Real serious stuff. Well, we're super excited for 2023 because, you know, first of all, I now have a vehicle that's going to be able to get me around. And with my ridiculously limited budget, I was going like, well, if I can get a Volvo that doesn't explode and I can curl up in the back of it, I'll be happy. No, I managed to actually pull off a freaking camper. <laughs> Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So I've got a camper now. It's a, it's a house on wheels. I could literally cram everything I've got in my apartment into my camper and drive away with it. So it's probably bigger than I need. But it also means that I can get out in the woods and go camping a lot this summer. There's going to be a lot more field video. And my other research team members are getting going ridiculously overboard on getting all the equipment they want. Multiple GoPros, drones, really expensive Jeeps. <laughs> they're they're all sort of excited after they actually got things on video last summer. Now they really want to go off bad. So I guess that's incentive. Very cool. Very, very cool, man. And uh, you know what? I think you're going to find something this year. I, th- I think you're going to be really, really good with it. Oh, all indications point in that direction. I'm still working on breaking down. Uh, hey, Grandizer, psst, I see you. I'm still working down on breaking down Clip 405, which it's turned out has so many cryptids in it that I've had to call in six different people that are really good at looking through photo and video to make sure we don't miss everything and we get everything in this clip. It's absolutely ridiculous. 
Um, and right now I'm, I'm claiming that I got more cryptids on video in one video clip than anybody else has ever pulled off. So go prove me wrong. That'll be coming out soon. And uh, Robin McCray even freaked out when she was looking at it. She's like, oh, my God, they're everywhere. <laughs> You're walking past an army of them. So if you guys want to see the preliminary breakdown of that caught, dog man caught on video, came out a few weeks ago on my channel. It shows the entire one-minute long clip that we're going to be breaking down in excruciating detail since there were so many of them all just jammed right next to each other. Um, yeah, so this is uh, turning into a lot of work. It's not like you film the Patterson Gimlin video and there's Patty. There you go. That's what you're looking at. No, this is like there's tons of stuff in there. <laughs> They're all sitting there watching you go past. Some of them are moving. You can see their eyes and stuff. It's pretty creepy. So, uh, yeah, fun. And then the other thing that keeps coming up is that it sounds like um, the... I keep getting people contacting me just out of the blue that need help with some weird thing that always comes back to they've been interacting with Sasquatch their entire lives and they're getting messages from them that they they want to start having inter, direct interaction with humans on a limited basis at least and at least get out to people in general that they're not monsters and don't shoot at them. And so there may be some sort of a disclosure coming from, of all places, the Sasquatch themselves this year. And I don't know what their time frame is, but there's, you know, they're lining up all their ducks in a row and it's looking like they're seriously going to be doing something like this. From all indicators of all the people I know that actually interact and talk to them, and some of them mind speak and some of them physically talking to them, and they're all getting the same message, so... For me, this is super exciting. You know, we may actually be able to finally settle this thing and take, you know, <clears throat> lap and hurl eggs at all the big monkey in the woods people that have been wasting everybody's time for the last few decades. Yeah, the old monkey in the woods, eh? The old mm -hmm. monkey in the woods. Ain't no monkey in the woods, buddy. That's that's another thing with the whole... Why no, why no disclosure on Bigfoot? You know, it's going to shut down all these industries and all this other stuff. First of all, the government's well aware they exist. I mean, I would be completely amazed if the Canadian government wasn't aware of their existence because the U.S. military certainly has been for decades. And that's one of the things I'm going to be talking about in tonight because I got a lot of reports of military encounters with them right at military bases. And this has been going on for decades. Back in the 70s, they issued a... a little pamphlet for the local military that were doing maneuvers in Washington state. Uh, this is the sort of terrain. Here's problems you might encounter. Here's the local wildlife that you might run into. And they listed Sasquatch. So, I mean, come on, they know it's there. Why are they covering it up? Because it's a big monkey in the woods. It was a big monkey in the woods. They would have had it in a, a zoo 150 years ago. They're covering it up because it isn't a big monkey in the woods. They can't control it and they can't contain it. So making parks and big timber areas off limits is absolutely worthless because as any Bigfoot researcher that's worth a damn will tell you, there's reports from every province and all 48, uh, 49 states on the continent. The only state there isn't a report from is Hawaii. So they're everywhere. So this whole red herring that it's going to shut down the timber industry, most of the country doesn't have a timber industry. They're still not talking about it. No, that that they aren't, and and you know what, the forest workers don't want to talk about it either. They don't want to talk about it either, man. Yeah, my point is like, even if they said, okay, it's real, 
and they live in the big forests and all these big timber areas and national forests and parks and stuff. We have to shut them down for your safety. You can't go in there anymore. Okay, how are you going to stop them from wandering in between all these areas? And what about the ones that aren't living in those areas and are already living in all these areas in between? There's plenty of Bigfoot sightings from Arizona and New Mexico, too, not known as heavily timbered states. See what I'm saying? They're everywhere. So that's not, <laughs> that obviously hasn't got much of anything to do with their thinking on why not to disclose it. Understandable. All right, let's get to some of these military stories that you got for us tonight. Well, what I'm reading from tonight is the de facto Sasquatch by Mary Green, who did just a great job of compiling all this information for years and then sadly died right before it was released. I was actually contacted by her relatives and asked, you know, if I could promote this a little bit. And at this point, I think I'm going to actually just do on my channel, I'm going to read her whole book basically in segments. So everybody gets a chance to hear it. And if you want to, you can find it online. It is free, the de facto Sasquatch. So anyway, here's uh, Fort Lewis, Washington, U.S. Army military installation. 1977 and 78 is where this report comes from. And Dave, I can't see you on the screen. So if I start running too long, give me an audio cue. In 1978, Edwin Godoy was an E-4 soldier with the U.S. Army commissioned to Fort Lewis in Washington State. Fort Lewis is located next to a forested area in the western state. Mr. Godoy was also an expert marksman who came out of the third best marksman in the U.S. Army for that year. One night, as his platoon was returning in a truck with, from some war games in the forest, the truck malfunctioned and lost all power. Impossible to make it start, the acting commander decided to return to the base by foot with the soldiers and ordered Godoy, as he was the one who had signed for taking out the truck, to stay and guard it until morning when a tow unit from the base would finally be sent to pick it up and him. To Godoy, this was somewhat irregular, as normally two men would be ordered to do this. Anyway, the others left at around 8 p.m., and he remained there with the truck. Now, at about 12.15, he noticed a figure some 300 meters away from him, standing next to some pine trees in the forest. What shocked Godoy was the size of the figure. It was tall, and his body was completely covered with hair. Quote, it was something very big huge a giant he said and it was all covered by a dark long grayish hair all over its body it was standing next to a pine tree and swinging his body sideways while looking straight at me it looked somewhat like a man but it wasn't a man very strongly built with a broad chest the eyes seemed to be self-luminous and glowed red the thing started coming towards me so i shouted a halt three times asking the thing to stop and identify itself as it wouldn't reply, I made a first shot into the air, and then I shot at him or it. I don't know how to call it. The hairy thing grabbed its chest and emitted a loud moan, stopped, and then ran to its right, disappearing into the heavily, heavy tree forest that makes up Fort Lewis Army Base. Godoy, very nervous and understandably so, reasoned he had just seen a Bigfoot, one of the forest creatures the Native Americans in the region often talked about. Afraid, he locked himself inside the truck until 6 a.m. when two mechanics from the base arrived, in a tow unit to pick up the truck. He explained what had happened, but they didn't believe him. They all went to where the hairy thing was shot, and the men were surprised to see huge human-like footprints embedded in the soft ground and several small pools of blood that looked red, but strangely oily and fresh-looking. The mechanics stared at each other and then looked at Godoy in a strange way and mumbled something between them in a low voice. From that moment on, they kept at a distance and wouldn't talk to him. They communicated by radio to the base and reported the incident. 
Later on, the truck started at first try. At about 7.30 a.m., some unknown personnel arrived to the site. Several men dressed in white lab coats, wearing thick gray, which he said was like rubber-looking, but could have been leaded, gloves and boots and took samples from the tracks impressions on the ground. The alleged blood, which was handled with extreme care. The mechanics talked with these men, but Godoy was not allowed to do the same. Later, they were all ordered by radio to return at once to Fort Lewis. Godoy was to report himself to the base hospital immediately at his arrival. To his surprise, an Air Force medical officer and a colonel were waiting for him there. Fort Lewis is a U.S. Army military base with no ties to the Air Force. So why the presence of this full-bird Air Force colonel there? He couldn't say. The usual thing would have been for the regular medical staff in the base hospital to attend him. This man was not from the hospital's medical staff. The officer debriefed him thoroughly on the incident and made a complete medical and physical exam on him. While examining him, the officer kept asking at what distance he was from the creature when he shot at it. He was asked the creature's description and asked if he felt a tingling sensation or had a sore throat. Headaches, if a rash had developed on his skin, and several other things. The Air Force medical officer apparently knew what to ask. It was obvious to Godoy that he was looking for specific symptoms and answers but symptoms and answers to what? Several samples of his blood, skin scrapings, urine, saliva, and other types of samples were taken from Godoy. The soldier knew something odd was going on. He kept asking the officer where he had come from, but he wouldn't answer. After being examined, he was ordered to go to his barracks, where he took a shower and rested. Later, he was ordered to go to the base commander's office. The base commander, a lieutenant general, name not remembered by Godoy, was there together with his company commander, Captain Underwood, and a colonel whose last name was, to his best recall, Cropsey. They debriefed him again on what had happened out of the woods, and then the base commander ordered Godoy not to talk ever to anyone on what had happened. He was warned that if he ever talked about it, he'd be court-martial and would have face consequences. Later, heading to his room, he was approached by El Robles, a Puerto Rican soldier who was assigned to the hospital's lad. Robles asked Godoy what it was he had shot. Godoy said he was ordered not to discuss the matter, and Robles insisted on asking. He asked Robles why it was so important for him to know. And Robles answered, I, together with two other guys, had to analyze the blood samples taken from the ground. We know you're the soldier involved because it was stated as such on the report. It's crazy, but what the hell was it you shot out there? When we examined the blood samples, we found out three weird things in it. That blood contained human blood cells, animal blood cells, and chlorophyll. What the hell was it? Author's note. Any blood retrieved from a dirt road is most assuredly going to be unhygienic with any number of contaminants, chlorophyll, nothing more than a green pigment found in almost all green plants, algae, and cyanobacteria. Does not necessarily indicate green alien man and robles should have known that fact, if indeed he was any kind of blood technician. It would make sense that the Puerto Rican who told this story to Stansbury did some embellishing on his own, including the questionable red eye glow, which is not a human or non-human primate characteristic. I say human because preliminary DNA presumption for Sasquatch suggests that this writing, mitochondrial 100% human and presumptive blah, blah, blah. And I must add that the Ketchum DNA study came out after this was published, and she's right. So back to the narrative. Godoy stated he could not... Okay. Godoy stated that he could not discuss the incident and left. Now, thinking back, he feels that the base commander, Colonel Cropsey, and Captain Underwood all seemed to know what they were dealing with, and for that reason, they had ordered him to keep his mouth shut. 
but he found it rather strange that he was ordered to stand guard with the truck alone. Why was he left alone? I don't know, Martin, but after thinking it over, I had a strange feeling. All I know for sure is that the U.S. government and the military know something weird is happening in the Northwest, and they don't want the people to know about it, stated Godoy. And on that note, Superduke, we're going to continue this fantastic cryptid story when we return on Spaced Out Radio, the cryptid report with Superduke, Superduke from World Bigfoot Radio. We love it when he's around here. Yeah, we do. You always got something interesting for us, Duke. And that's what I love about it. It's what I love about your story time. Something different every time. That's what it makes it awesome. That's the Cryptid Report. It will continue right to the top of the hour here with Super Duke from World Bigfoot Radio when we return for the final half hour of Spaced Out Radio right after this. Please stay tuned. Hello to Susan A. Oob to Joe's Maine. You've got cryptids. Oob. 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 You know what oob means, right? Joe used to come oob. into the chat room and say, and say boo. So I just flipped it to oob. <laughs> awesome. Oob. I'm going to grab uh, grab a couple hits off a of super sig here. You go. Break. Be right back. Make Cut my background noise here. So cut your background noise. Cut your background noise. Super Duke. Super Duke. Mm-hmm. Been a good show so far. <coughs> Deb from SAC, have you booked your trip to Vegas yet? Grandizer, how about you? Susan A, we're glad you found us. We're glad you found us. Thank you.
is made. In Sorrento, BC. This stuff is so good. Aromatherapy. Black Moon, it's called. It's got uh, citrus, vanilla, and black pepper. Uplift and inspire. Shake mist and spray body. I just spray it in my room. Oh. Oh. Grantavius. Smells like oranges. Vanilla oranges. Oh, it smells so good. Nice. Who's Jade, Grandizer? Who's Jade? Look at the Grantavius Maximinius there. I am looking dapper. I am. Okay. 35 seconds, buddy. Big thank you tonight to Juan with a hat trick of super chats. Louie with a hat trick of super chats. Deb with a pair. Atlantis, Cable Guy, Bara, Pam, Steve, Robin, Susie, and Kevin. Thank you so much for the love, everybody. Thank you very much. Thank you. Doesn't Super Duke's hair look great tonight? Yeah. Ooh. Ten seconds, buddy. <clears throat> Big Quick call me the little hairless guy. <laughs> All right, buddy, here we go. Super Duke. We're at a third. We're heading for home tonight on Spaced Out Radio. Thank you so much. For joining us tonight, it's been a great show so far. So we continue with the Cryptid Report. Reminder to all of you that if you miss most of this show or others, check out our free archives at youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Do old Davy the favor, hit that subscribe button. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you including rocking out to Bumblefoot, reading the newswire. Check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. Let's continue on with Super Duke from World Bigfoot Radio, The Cryptid Report. Duke, take us away. Big Sky Howdy, and welcome back from my secret base located high in the Rocky Mountains. <laughs> Yeah, glad to be back, guys. We're going to do more uh, military encounters. And uh, first of all, you know, everybody's in chats talking about my hair. And uh, why don't I, you know, like, why do I have long hair and stuff, you know? Well, yeah, they asked Samson that, too, and he fell for that trick. I'm not getting my hair cut. I'm keeping my superpowers. 
Nice. Dave just deadpans me. <laughs> superpowers from super. <laughs> That's right. You can't cut your hair. You lose your superpowers, Dave. Now you got to grow it back again. I, I'm liking the short hair right now. I'm really enjoying it. I'm not saying I'm not going to oh, grow yeah. my hair again. You look very dapper, but you almost you know look too much like uh, Colonel Sanders. So. <laughs> Grow, the, grow that beard out some more. we got to see some more beard. I'll grow the beard out. Happen. I'll grow the beard out. Again. Yeah, you got to have the beard. It, it hasn't been that cold of a winter, though. That's the problem. Honestly, it hasn't been here either. It's it's like in the 30s right now. You know, I mean, this time of night in Montana, really? In January? Yeah, it's been strange. We've been getting a lot of fog. Got like four inches of snow last night, and it all melted again. Um, just for anybody that missed it and any fans of uh, Rocky Mountain Sasquatch organizations, Kelly Shaw on Sunday's show, he won the retroactive big biggie award for field researcher of the year for 2019. And if you guys want to see that, uh, we talk about it at the end of the show and it's hilarious because not only did he win this award for doing something spectacularly dangerous and crazy and then successfully getting the evidence he came there for. But he was also sick when he did it. And as he explains at the end of the show, just between you know me and him and the audience, he actually called in sick to work to go there and, and do the research that day. And I said, my God, you, you made the climb up that icy mountain while you were sick too yet? And he goes, oh, yeah. If I hear there's a Bigfoot sighting near me and I can't go to it, it makes me sick. So the only way I could feel better was to go over there and check it out. <laughs> now that's dedication. So that's what won him the award. <clears throat> So anyway, getting back to the military thing, because, yeah, that's what we're here to talk about, right? Uh, there are ridiculous amounts of these reports, and Mary Green got a lot of them. Here's another one. The last one, we had nothing left but footnotes, so we finished that right on time. This is from McGuire Air Force Base and Fort Dix Army Base. A letter and possibly related story from Craig Bennett, Pemberton, New Jersey. Dear Ms. Short, I have... Never seen a Bigfoot, excuse me, Bobby Short, not Mary Green. Why do I keep saying that? Bobby Short. Dear Mrs. Short, I've never seen a Bigfoot, found any tracks, or heard any sounds. Recently, I discovered your website and thought out of curiosity to just take a look. The accounts by military personnel are interesting. The point is this. Back in December 1977, some 36 years ago, I was a freshman at Burlington County College located at Pemberton, New Jersey, next door to McGuire Air Force Base and Fort Dix Army Base, so it was a common sight seeing military personnel in the college courses. While sitting in the snack bar and trying out my first cup of coffee, a soldier walked in and went over to a table, and then a second soldier arrived and went over to the first one and excitedly asked him if he had heard about the news. He related that a platoon of soldiers on an exercise, I'm not sure the fort name, went into the woods to drill and were injured in an encounter with a Bigfoot somewhere in the Pacific Northwest. The first soldier then looked around the room nervously and then the other soldier and told him not to talk about it here and we'll do it later. I did not see them again, nor do I know their names. Also, I really didn't look either because I was trying to pass my courses in experience college. If there's some of the information on a base encounter with Bigfoot where injuries were observed, please contact me. Now, this one is from Joint Base Lewis-McCord, Washington, 89. Following was told to an Iraq veteran, Senior Staff Sergeant Todd Neese, Sandy, Oregon. 
My friend who came to Fort Ord Training Center in Monterey, California in 1989 stated his Army career at 2nd Battalion, 75th Joint Base, Lewis McCord in southwest Tacoma. He told me about an encounter somewhere on the Nisqually River in Washington State. The Nisqually drains part of the Cascade Range southwest of Tacoma, including the southern slope of Mount Rainier and empties into the southern end of Puget Sound. The Nisqually River forms the Pierce-Lewis County line as well as the boundary between Pierce and Thurston counties. A swimmer was dispatched across the Nisqually to recon the other side. He crept up a steep embankment on the other side and disappeared into the thick woods. After a few minutes, the recon man let out a scream and came flying back down to the Nisqually River and back across. He was in hysterics, saying that he'd in effect snuck up on a Bigfoot to their mutual surprise. The creature freaked out and took off in the opposite direction. The other rangers heard the snapping of brush like something big hauling butt out of there. The company crossed and did a quick recon of the area and found the usual distinctive big footprints, evidence of something large. The young soldier who had the encounter left the army not long afterwards. One of the other stories involved a company of army rangers on a night ambush. Sometime after they'd gotten into position, they heard a guy stalking them. They maintained fire discipline and waited for what they thought would be the rest of the op unit that they were to hit instead the guy seemed to be alone and as he came upon their position he stopped then he proceeded to stalk their perimeter the ranger who tells the story marveled at the guy's expertise after completing his recon the guy slowly backed up the way he came and disappeared into the night leaving a distinct odor behind it seems like every guy i met who was at lewis had a bigfoot story or knew someone who did if you are ex-military, you might have an in with those folks, although I can't, I couldn't tell you how to approach them, especially the Rangers. You know how they can be with us mere mortals. <laughs> yeah, I had one of them on my show. That's how, that's how they are with us mere mortals. It's hard to get them to talk about things. Now, Todd Neese re-enlisted in the Army, was deployed to Iraq in 2010-11 upon his return. Todd talked freely about his own 1993 sighting and recounts said here, the recording of that unusual event. It was April 3rd, 1993, and was a day that will always be seared in my mind as if it was yesterday. As a sergeant in Charlie Company, 1249th Combat Engineers, it was business as usual as we headed up into the dense temperate rainforest in the Coast Range in northwest Oregon. On that particular day, our mission was to conduct training on private timberland near Saddle Mountain, just east of the coastal resort town of Seaside. We would be executing demolitions and explosives operations at three rock quarries, each site had a unique battle scenario to accomplish. At the first site, we practiced cutting charges, essentially slicing through steel I-beams with C4 plastic explosives. The second site held a complex obstacle consisting of a field of surface-laid anti-tank mines followed by a triple-strand concertina wire fence. We were to clear a vehicle lane through both. The third and last training area was situated in yet another gravel quarry on a hillside that overlooked the second blast site. Here our mission was to emplace a cratering charge. As the name implies, this type of operation involves making of a rather large hole, and as you would expect, a rather large kaboom to go with it. Generally, this is done to sever a road, thus denying the enemy its use. While at the second blast site, there was an unusual event, which in hindsight may have been related to my sighting. While I was directing my squad to emplace their charges next to the anti-tank mines, there was a rather large crescendoing whoop that emanated from the west end of the minefield. At that moment, I was bent over placing my own charge. Upon hearing the somewhat shrill noise, I immediately stood up and sought out the perpetrator 
as we were under orders to practice noise discipline during the exercise in case the enemy were nearby. As I glanced around the minefield, I was surprised to find all of my men were still busy preparing their charges, not, as I suspected, goofing off. I shrugged my shoulders and went back to work. In hindsight, it seems to me that the whoop sound came from further back in the tree line. It should be noted that absent a standard-issue-shaped charge, we had a backhoe pre-dig a starter hole. After replacing several bags of diesel-soaked ammonium nitrate into the aforementioned hole, we tamped the charge. Once again, the area was cleared, and I initiated the dual-primed M60 fuse igniters. I took my place in the waiting convoy, and per standard operating procedure, we began the descent down the winding single-lane road to the safety staging area. As a squad leader, I had the privilege of requisitioning my own Humvee. Ours was the second vehicle of a five-vehicle convoy, two Humvees up front, two covered deuce-and-a-half trucks filled with troops, and the commander's Humvee taking up the rear. I sat behind the driver's seat, and as we were descending the graveled road down toward the staging area, I had the opportunity to sit back and enjoy the scenery. As it is just second nature for me to spot for wildlife, it was a rare sunny day in April. I had my window unzipped for a better view. Rounding a corner, I could see the rock quarry where we did our second blast less than an hour earlier. Standing right out in the open, in the middle of the gravel pit, were three jet-black bipedal creatures. They stood in line, shoulder to shoulder, staring directly at our convoy as it descended the hillside across from them. Between us was a ravine populated with 8- to 12-year-old Douglas fir and hemlock. At a distance of several hundred meters, I could not make out facial features of gender, but there was no doubt what I was looking at were not humans. Had these creatures been standing in front of a backdrop of trees, I most likely would not have seen them at all. But in this case, there stood three dark black figures contrasted against a light gray cliff of basalt on a bright sunny day. <clears throat> in the middle stood what I assumed to be the alpha male of the group as it towered a full head above the other two creatures that flanked it. I would estimate it to have stood approximately nine feet tall. With the flanking creatures approaching seven feet in height, their silhouette was unique in that their heads sat directly on their shoulders with no visible neck. They all displayed broad, square shoulders and barreled chest, which tapered down to svelte waistline, unlike the creatures seen in the Patterson-Gimlin film in 67. The arms of these beings hung well past their knees. In the case of the two flanking creatures, they were exhibiting a swaying motion, rocking side to side, as the larger creature stood as still as a statue. All the while I was staring at the creatures, we were bounding down a dirt road, and the occasional hedge of blackberry or scotch bloom was obscuring my view. I had approximately 25 seconds of viewing time. Being in shock and not knowing whether I would lose sight of them at any second, I stared in disbelief. Once the vehicle rounded a sharp corner, I knew I had seen the last of them. I fell back into my seat with a mixture of shock for what I had witnessed and an odd sense of depression. It's hard to explain what goes through one's mind in such a moment. My head began to swim with questions. They do exist, and not just a solitary beast, but a group of them. How could they exist and not be discovered? What do I do now? I felt the sudden urge to tell someone, but who? I had seen something uh, uh, scientifically, if not historically important, and someone should be notified. There must be some authority that needs this information. I began to make a mental checklist. The U.S. Fish and Wildlife? No. The Forest Service? No. The zoo? No. The police? Hell no. Then who? And more importantly, who would believe me anyway? Reluctantly, I decided, like most people do, to keep my mouth shut. Here I was a family man, a vice president of a shipping company, and a non-commissioned officer in the Army National Guard. I had worked long and hard for my reputation, and yet with one simple sentence, I saw Bigfoot, I could throw it all away. If I knew it was good for me, I would never tell a soul. 
Arriving back at the staging area, I immediately jogged back up the road in a futile effort to get one more look at these amazing creatures. Unfortunately, there was a knoll which blocked my view of the gravel pit. My activity hadn't gone unnoticed. Suddenly, I heard footsteps heading my way. Then a voice yelled, hey, niece. I turned and saw Sergeant Jeff Martin heading my direction. As he approached, he looked over his shoulder to see if he was being followed. Satisfied that we were alone, he said something I'll never forget. He took a long drag off his cigarette, exhaled, looked me squarely in the eyes, and said, I don't suppose you saw what I saw back at the blast site. I could tell from the look in his eyes that he knew something. I felt overwhelmed at the possibility, but decided to err on the side of caution. I replied, uh, I don't know, Jeff. What did you see? Once again, he left. He looked left, then right, to make certain of our privacy, and then stated rather matter-of-factly, I saw three huge hair-covered, for lack of a better word, big feet. Trying to contain my excitement, I hissed, yes, I saw them too. I was overwhelmed with a sense of utter relief. I wasn't alone after all. It wasn't that I needed validation of what I had seen. Corroboration could not have altered the truth, but it sure felt good. It felt liberating at that we began to compare notes. And that's where that report ends. Here's another one. I was once stationed at U.S. Marine Corps Base, Quatico, Virginia. I was a young Marine from East Sheldon, Vermont. Didn't know anything about Bigfoot at the time. I was stationed at the base. I've been at the base about five months when patrolling grounds around my post one night, around 0230 hours. I heard a noise and looked around for the source of that noise. It was unusual to hear anything in that area but night birds. Usually it's dead quiet. Nothing ever happened on that watch. To stay awake, you had to keep moving. The area is heavily wooded, and it's known to have bears. But I never saw a single bear in my time at Quatico. My area was fenced. Excuse me. Page down too far. I hate that. Yeah, this thing just, you hit it once and it goes down the whole page. Uh, the area is heavily wooded and it's known to have bears, but I never saw a single bear in my time at Quetico. The area was fenced with razor wire. I listened for any noise and then moved on, taking three to four steps when I heard it again. This time the noise was behind me and sounded like it moved when I moved. I tried it again. A few steps and the noise took a few steps. It stopped when I stopped and it didn't matter which direction I had it. That was out of order. I hollered, who goes there? Show yourself. Silence. I repeated the order twice more, but heard and saw nothing. Rain began falling lightly and the wind picked up some. After I listened again for a long while, I moved on with no more activity. Then two hours later, rain quit as I approached the same wooded area. The same noise is like something walking in the woods. This time I decided to head into the woods to scope out the noise as nobody on base was supposed, whoops, sorry guys, lost it there, man, here we go, nobody on base was supposed to be in that zone, approaching the trees, I shined my light ahead, and there not 30 feet away from where I was stood this thing, I was surprised, I froze, what was it? I'm six foot four inch high school basketball player, and this Paul Bunyan thing was over my head by at least two feet. Swear on my life. It had beige tan hair, and the damn thing had the hairiest body I've ever seen and no skivvies. He was male, and he just stood there looking at me expressionless. I raised my rifle and asked him who he was, but got no answer. Then I heard him breathing, and I got chicken skin all over me. 
Ma'am, this thing was a living nightmare to visualize. I raised my light up to see his face. He covered his eyes and his arm and backed off into the trees. He said nothing and made no noise, leaving, but the breathing. All I heard was the crunch of leaves. Very creepy. Very interesting. He says, I did not follow it. In fact, I thought I was freaking seeing things. You know, when you get that what the hell feeling, here I was half afraid of the booby hatcher of Section 8. I never told a living soul about that incident until now. Does Quatico have giant Bigfoot? I think that is what I faced that night. If Command knows about them, nothing was ever said around me about it. That is so strange. Super Duke, well, we, we have about uh, two minutes and 45 seconds left. You know, I love these natural encounters with, with the military. I'm familiar with the Todd Neese case, too. But you know Todd Neese. He, yep. He's very pro. I, I know Todd. He's very pro, or pardon me, anti-woo. Very yep. anti-woo. Yeah, I know Todd. I know Todd. Well, that's why Todd gets all the great video that he gets. Enough said. Dave got that one. Dangerous. <laughs> Dangerous. Sorry, I can't help but tell the truth. The people that think that there are some kind of relic hominids that may have paranormal powers seem to be the people that can get pictures of them. And the people that they think they're big monkeys with no paranormal powers running around the woods can't get pictures of them. Hmm. Just over a minute here, man, before we got to go and call it the night. I'll make that just under two minutes. Not even reading the clock properly. <laughs> Dave's all shaken up by all these horrendous military encounters. I I'm going to read more to you guys. I'm going to read more to you guys because she has a ridiculously huge section in that book of nothing but military encounters. And most of them are on bases. You know, they're just like doing maneuvers around the base or something. I had somebody on my show a few years ago um, who was a tank driver and had a Bigfoot encounter while he was driving the tank. They had a whole squad of tanks, five tanks. They were doing maneuvers in this, you know, tank testing ground. And there was a huge Bigfoot that was walking up this hillside as they were coming down this valley. And he just turned and looked at him and kept nonchalantly walking away from them up this hillside into the wood line. And not only did he, he see it, but one of the other tank drivers also saw it. And they talked about it afterwards. Now, that's bizarre enough. But here's the other thing. This was in Germany. Oh, my. This is an area that has been set apart for decades for military maneuvers. There's a 15-foot-high fence with uh, barbed wire all the way around this gigantic area, and it's full of wild boar. And guess who else is living there? <laughs> Your friend, Doggy Man? Yeah, well, I don't know about that. There's Bigfoot there for sure, though. And the, the other thing he said that was interesting is nobody's allowed to hunt in there. And generally, unless they're doing maneuvers with actual like armored vehicles or anything, Nobody's walking around in there. You're not really allowed to walk around in there. It's set aside just for doing like armored maneuvers and stuff. So they're used to seeing tanks. They never see humans walking around. They got all the hogs they can eat. And they've got a huge fence to keep idiots out from bugging them. Wow, sounds ideal. <laughs> and lots of food. Lots, lots of food. Lots of food. Lots, lots of hogs. Yep. You got that right. You got that right. Tell everybody where they can find Bigfoot Radio. Uh, you can find World Bigfoot Radio, which may soon become World Bigfoot Central over at YouTube. 
It's also already branded as Real Bigfoot Central on some of the other platforms I'm on, Rumble, BitChute, Odyssey, and Bright Eon. You can find my support groups on Facebook, which is Montana Bigfoot Project, where we show Bigfoot research here in Montana and take reports from everywhere around the world, and also uh, World Bigfoot Radio over there. We love you, big man. We'll talk to you in a couple days' time. Super Duke for World Bigfoot Radio. Big thank you as well, Roderick Martin and Swamp Dweller, for making this an excellent, excellent show. We got Mr. Ron Bumblefoot Thaw rocking in the background with Little Brother is watching. Bumblefoot is the official music of Spaced Out Radio, rocking us in and out of every single show. Get your horns up for the guitar god himself. Special thanks to everybody listening in at work, at home, in your cars, wherever you may be. Thank you to everyone in our chat rooms tonight. YouTube, Twitch, LGAP, Spreaker, LinkedIn, Facebook, the Space Travelers Club, and on Twitter at hashtag Spacedown Radio. Remember, this show is copyrighted by Spacedown Radio and SOR Media Ventures Limited. Thank you so much for choosing to share your evening with us. Because together, my friends, say it with me. We own the night. Mr. Bumblefoot, we need to. We need you to take us home. Yes, the Wu train has docked for the night. But soon, my friends, we shall ride again. Your seats are always available. Your tickets never expire. And if you want to bring a friend, we got room for them, too. Good night. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.